The Dragon Ball home video releases have always been filled with a lot of different controversy. What's going on guys, this is Star Blast Studios and welcome back to the Plastic Power Podcast. Joining me here today, of course, is you know, Daredevil19, the man who's always with the podcast. But today, guys, this is episode number 11. And episode number 11, with this episode number, it is the closest thing we can currently get to, you know, 101. You know, obviously, because, you know, it's going to be a long time till we get there. Speaking of 101, we have a very special guest. You can see right over here, uh, if you're watching it on YouTube, if you're watching on Spotify... Um, you don't, you don't know, you're in suspense. Please welcome the man who is probably like the most knowledgeable person, the, the best Dragon Ball Z news reporter in the community for this stuff, Geekdom 101. You put a lot of pressure on me, man. Look, it's a real pleasure to be here on the PP podcast. You know, the I have PP a very podcast. small PP. I have a very small PP, so please forgive me for that. You know, like, like what, like what, like what Mr. Starblast edits for me sometimes, shorts, that describes my PP, but I'm oh happy my. to be here talking about <laughs> Dragon Ball. Oh yeah, definitely. Welcome, there, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is an it is an honor having you here, man. So yeah, so like it is, so yes. Like, okay, you. so like I said at the very beginning, um, so basically Funimation and 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 Toei, they've all kind of had like the, uh, a lot of like bad rep and, and a lot of like you know pos- and, and a lot of like really like bad ways that they've gone about releasing the Dragon Ball home home releases and such. But we're going to try starting off a little bit from the beginning just so you guys can understand just how bad this, uh, this stuff is. So, uh, Geekdom, since you're the first person on here, like, uh, like you're the guest, I would, like, I would like you to kind of start us off a little bit. Like, you know, we're talking about, like, the, I believe they started with the, this, this began with the Pioneer sets that Funimation released way back when. This is just the US. Well, we're talking about just the U.S. right now, right? For right now, yeah, just for the U.S. Okay, yeah, because yeah, the Japan's actually a little bit easier to explain. The U.S. Mm-hmm. is the one that has the convoluted releases. Um, so you want me to just go into it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You, you, so what happened was when Dragon Ball and Z were first being dubbed back in like 95, 96, uh, they did outsource to Pioneer. It was Funimation, Saban, and Pioneer working together. And so they did have uh, VHS and DVD releases. Uh, what you got back then, uh, and, this is, and those of you who are like old school Dragon Ball fans, you'll remember this. Some of the newer fans will have no idea what I'm talking about. But back in the mid-90s, you had... Uh, VHS first, of course. DVD was more like 97, 98, early DVDs. You had these um, tapes that had three episodes, and you only got the censored dub. Very few anime back in the mid-90s actually released subtitled versions. There were some. There were some companies that did it. Um, Manga Entertainment did it. A few other ones did. Uh, ADV did it, I think. But Funimation or... or, um, Definitely not for kids. They still don't do it. Mm-hmm. But um, people like Funimation, Harmony Gold, they never released like bilingual DVDs until many years later. So you only had access to the dub, and that was it. Now, at the time, nobody really knew, except for the hardcore fans, how much censorship was in the old Dragon Ball Z DVDs and Dragon Ball ones. Um, we didn't have any idea on all the details until now, as many years have gone by. We, some people are still finding out about this now. So uh, it was actually simple. It was actually pretty simple. But here's the big sort of controversy is besides just the censorship, what they did back then, and this is something that Harmony Gold was doing in the 80s and Saban and um, Funimation did it. Actually, Dick Entertainment, that's the name of the company. That's the name <laughs> of the company. I'm not just saying that. The Deke, remember Deke? They did Sailor Moon. They did the same thing where – 
Like, for example, uh, the Saiyan saga in Dragon Ball Z is 35 episodes, DBZ 1 through 35, but the English one is DBZ 1 through um, 26, and that's because they would chop up the episodes to where they would cut out entire sequences, entire scenes of filler, entire scenes that were not filler but they felt were unimportant to the story to shorten it up because they their whole mentality back then was that kids who were fans of Dragon Ball um, and it's kind of a really offensive mentality. They thought that American kids had were all a bunch of sugared up ADD kids that couldn't handle anything slow, and they had to be action, 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 music, 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 music. And because of that, the yeah. series, if you watch the Ocean dub, the original English dub of Z, it, it's very different product. It's still Dragon Ball Z, but you're missing a lot of scenes. So by the time they finished the first two seasons of DBZ, I'm using that in the English perspective, you had 67 Dragon Ball Z episodes cut down into 53. What they did for syndication was they took the Tree of Mike film, redubbed it, cut it into three episodes. Those never came out on home video as episodes. They did come out because... Um, at the end of the season one and two uh, dubbing, they took Peter Kalamis, Scott McNeil, the Ocean Crew, and dubbed the first three Dragon Ball Z movies, Dead Zone, World's Strongest, Tree of Might. And, but those, because those were not in syndication, were treated completely different. Different scripts, 95% accurate to the Japanese. They kept the original Kikuchi score. Um, Icarus was named Haya Dragon. They kept most of the Japanese names and everything. It was a phenomenal dub. And for years, that was the best Dragon Ball dub we had. Literally, that was the best one. The most accurate. But that was only for the first three. Now, those came out on DVD and Laserdisc. There's a throwback. Mm, Laserdisc. Laserdisc. (laughs) First. And let me tell you, if somebody out there has these DVDs or even Laserdisc, they're worth some some money. So if you're out there and you've got them, be aware of their value because they're out of print. Um, And that's just how it was for a while. And then when 1999 rolled around, by that point, the DVD market grew. And uh, at that point... By, by 98, August of 98, Dragon Ball Z started airing on Toonami, found a whole new audience, broke every record that they had done in the afternoon time slot, and F- Funimation was told by Cartoon Network, we need more Dragon Ball. Cartoon Network, I'm sorry, Funimation goes to Toei saying we need more episodes. And then at that point, they brought all the stuff in-house. I was told directly from Chris Sabat that, and by Ken Fukunaga at the Broly premiere, that that was done for to, co- to, to cut costs because what would happen was... Barry Watson would have to fly all the way to Vancouver, Canada to record with the Ocean Dub and fly back to Texas. So he'd be flying back every week, and that cost a lot of money. Yeah. So instead, they hired new actors, paid them pennies. Because those actors yeah. in Canada actually got paid a, a living wage. Chris Sabin made twenty grand the first year he did Dragon Ball Z, and he voiced like eight characters. It's insane. And that's <laughs> and. And twenty grand in nineteen ninety nine is not a lot of money. Obviously, yeah. now it's even less. So when that happened. They decided to bring everything in-house. Pioneer was removed from the picture, and then they started to release... Then it got interesting. Then they started to release Dragon Ball Z VHS tapes, two different versions. You had uncut 
and cut. And they did that because they were still kind of trepidatious about the anime audience. Dragon Ball and anime has still been considered a cartoon, so they wanted to give parents the option of getting a more censored version. So, for example, uh, the scene where Frieza impales Krillin, if you have the cut VHS, the majority of it has been totally cut out. If you saw it on Toonami, that when he's shaking him and all that, all that stuff got cut. So uh, that's an example. But they, it still was more violent than Ocean. Ocean would actually draw over the blood with, like, black water, like sweat. Funimation yeah. kept a lot of the blood in there, but it's just not the super gory stuff. But yeah. what happened was, starting in 1999 with Ginyu Assault, we started getting our first look at bilingual DVDs. Now, at the time, this was a huge deal because Dragon Ball Z had only been released in Japanese if you had those Pioneer DVDs because the Pioneer DVDs, the uncensored ones, had both languages on them and the Laserdiscs had both languages on them. So this is the first time that the DBZ episodes episodes were were Japanese subtitled and there were collectors who had been tape trading for years like myself we were cra- going crazy over this because it was like, oh my god, we can actually buy the show now, you know, nah. in Japanese and English. But it's never perfect. That's that's one thing that unfortunately will be the lesson yeah. that we're going to learn from this. It's <laughs> never perfect. There's always a problem. Yeah. Um, they were missing some things. Not to sound too granular, they were missing like next episode previews and the early DVDs were missing recaps and the video quality was not great. It was DVD, but it wasn't like a good source. Yeah. What happened was, if you want me to get nerdy with you, um, go Fun right ahead. Go okay, ahead. good. <laughs> Fun, and this is stuff that I found out throughout the years. I didn't know this back in 99. I was yeah, yeah. 15 years old in 99. Yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, back then, we, the internet wasn't as no. big either. So it, I remember back then, you don't find anything out unless you hear it in a magazine or hearsay or something. And so. there was very few of that in magazines. <laughs> I mean, yep, dude, yep. in 1999, all I thought about was Dragon Ball wrestling and anyways, you know what I'm saying. I'm doing <laughs> oh the hand God. motion, bro. I did the hand motion for the it for was the Spotify people. Well, I was 15, man. What do 15 year olds think about? So yeah, like video I was games about that age too, right? Yeah. So what happened was um, they put out um, these censored DVDs, but at least we're getting like whole arcs now. The Frieza yeah. saga had where we could see it uncut for the first time, the whole thing. Then later on, we had. Trunks, Android, Majin Buu, etc. And so it was still a groundbreaking time. But like I said, it wasn't perfect. The audio wasn't great. It was, But it's the yeah. best that we had at the time. Um, and that was kind of like the end of the first generation of like Dragon Ball Z. Uh, GT and Dragon Ball. Now, I don't want to... I don't know if I want to get into Dragon Ball because Dragon Ball, original Dragon Ball, yeah, was weird. Here's why I say that. Because Didn't they not dub that stuff until like much later because they thought Z was the best, the, be- the better place to start since you know it had much more action and it was more like like you know stuff that they felt like kids would like. Sort of. Um, that was why they originally. That's why Ocean went to Z originally. Funimation's reason was different. Funimation's reason was because two reasons. Number one, they had already started Z and Z was the show that blew up on Toonami. So they're like, okay, Cartoon Network wants Dragon Ball Z. Not Dragon Ball. We're going to give them yeah. Dragon Ball Z. And number two, the original 13 episodes of Dragon Ball, because of what the deal that Ocean and Pioneer, it wasn't Pioneer, it was Kidmark actually, Ocean made with Kidmark back in 1995, they had the rights 
to the first 13 episodes of Dragon Ball until 2006. Same thing with Dragon Ball Movie 1. That's why we never got a Funimation dub of Dragon Ball Movie 1 until after all the Z and GT stuff. That was the last thing that they dubbed until Kai was Dragon Ball Movie 1 because they couldn't do it until they got the rights to it. It's, it's one of those legal things that you just can't. Like, that you can't sell something somebody else has a license to. Like so, the Marvel movies, similar to that situation. Like when uh, Sony had... Uh, the Hulk and Spider-Man, but then they got Hulk back. Oh no, they didn't get Hulk. Hulk back. I think Paramount had Hulk. Yeah, Paramount still Paramount. Has Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still had Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Sony had Spider-Man, and who had Daredevil? Fantastic Fox. Four. Had yeah, Fantastic yeah, yeah. Fantastic Four was um an X-Men. Fox too. Yeah, yeah. Twentieth Century Fox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. That's- yeah, but in this case, it was it was it was weird because here's why it was weird because. The distribution was only for the home video market, not for television. So when Toonami aired Dragon Ball episodes 1 through 13, it was the Funimation dub. You just couldn't buy it on the home video market. This is one of those like things where if you're into contracts and stuff, you know, it's the one. So the reason why I'm bringing up Dragon Ball for a moment is because the reason why I say it's weird is because they only released VHS tapes up until like the early Red Ribbon, then they just stopped. There's no VHS tape of the Piccolo arc. It doesn't exist. Not an official one from Funimation. And I think the reason for that was because by the time that Dragon Ball was being dubbed, which is about 2002, 2003, 2004, everybody had a DVD player. The PS2 came with a built-in DVD player, and everybody had a PS2, so forget it. Like, you're... It's done. So, it made sense. But I only bring that up because, like, you know, just to get granular... Um, and then, yeah, and then finally in like 06, 07, Funimation did everything they could. They finished up the Z movies. GT was already done. Dragon yeah. Ball was done. Um, and then that was kind of it for a while. You know, things got kind of quiet. But then what happened was around, and let me rewind a little bit, around 04, 05, the main, not the mainstream, but the Dragon Ball fandom had become more aware that the Pioneer episodes, the, the Ocean Dub episodes, had been chopped up. I mentioned 67 episodes got cut down to 53. Yeah, so if you yeah. look at the original dub episode numbers, Dragon Ball Z 1 to 291 is the Japanese numbers. The dub numbers is Dragon Ball Z 1 to 276. Which is why, if you go online, you can still find torrents or even uh, IRC pages that list Dragon Ball Z as having 276 episodes, which is wrong. It's 291. But that's because they only had the original censored dub and then the rest of the Funimation stuff. So what happened was they put out something called the Ultimate Uncut Editions, which was, Ah. we're going to go back, we're going to redub Dead Zone, World's Strongest and Tree of Might, with the internal Texas cast, Shemmel, Sabbath, Monica, the ones that became the Dragon Ball voices everybody knew, not the Canadian cast. Yeah, we're going to yeah. do that, and then we're going to go and do the first three movies again. And so they, they were kind of like trying to wipe Pioneer away and, and Ocean away. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Right. And they did the original um, Dragon Ball Z episodes 1 through 67 now uncut. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out the way that uh, that they wanted it to, which really became the first of many fumbles that Funimation gave us, and the first yeah. time they stick, they stuck it to us. Um, <laughs> they never finished the ultimate uncuts. So, if you were out yeah. there in two thousand 
five, six, and you were collecting the ultimate uncuts, you were yep. never going to get the original two arcs, the Saiyan and Namek saga. It was impossible because they literally stopped production before they even finished the Saiyan saga. I mentioned before we started recording that they were selling this box, like it was like a plastic, a cool looking plastic box. And yeah. it was a box that you buy to put your DVDs in that had like the Vegeta art and all that cool stuff. And yeah. um, if you bought that box, because you could pre-order it. So the idea was you pre-order the box and you buy the DVDs to put into the box as they come out. Well, guess what? Because we never got the end of the Saiyan Saga, if you have that box, you've got like six DVDs and the seventh one or maybe a seven and the eighth one is empty. So you've got like a hole in the box that you can't even fill. It's garbage. So if you spent your money, here comes the passionate part now. If you <laughs> spent your hard-earned money to get Dragon Ball Z uncut, dubbed, or sub, because those have both languages on them, Screw it. Yep. So and so what they did then, and that was it. And then that was like, oh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. on Toonami the Midnight Run, they started to air the Ultimate Uncut episodes That's all the I way through it. Namek. Yeah, with the red background, the red and black, ugly yeah, colors. Yeah. Very. It was. I started at like the Android Saga. That's when I discovered it for the first time. A lot of people did. Yeah, that's yeah. that was a big starting point. Frieza and Andrew was. But yep. um but yeah, so then but it gave us a chance to go back and see the episodes uncut and they were called yeah, the ultimate yeah. uncut editions. I think even Cartoon Network called them DBZ Uncut. But here's the thing though. Was it really uncut? Well, video yeah. quality wise, yes. Script wise, no. I've said this before, and this is I'm not gonna turn this to dub versus sub, but yeah. Dragon Ball Z episode one has over six, over 65 dub changes in one episode. So if episode one has that many dub changes... Imagine the whole series. Yeah. Imagine like, the whole like series. Frieza uh, is not saying Pop goes the weasel when he's stabbing <laughs> Krillin with his horn. No, but that's, that's not. Line, that is not. It is a fun. It is a funny line, but that's not it at all. Like line. what he should be saying. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, and some of the dub changes were like minor, but some were like actually affecting the story. But that's a whole other. Yeah, Hope yeah. in the universe speech. Big example right there. That's the. That's one of the biggest. But uh, but yeah. So after that, it kind of got quiet for a while. Then yeah. is when Funimation. Now again, think about this. You're a Dragon Ball Z fan. You uh, want to get every episode. It doesn't matter if you like sub or dub. You just want every episode. You want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter at this point. You're, yep. you've, bought, you've invested your money. You're not getting the whole thing. So Funimation says, okay, we're going to start over again. So they started advertising what would be known as the Dragon Ball Z Remastered Collection. Yeah. And that's what they called it. That's what they called it because it was remastered in name only. Um, and this has become become commonly now known as the Orange Bricks. That yeah, would be in 2006. <laughs> yeah, in 2006. And from the very beginning, these had problems. The only good thing about the Orange Bricks, there are two good things about the Orange Bricks. One, it was the they're first cheap. time you can get... Well, let me get there. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> One, they're cheap. They are not very expensive, especially now. Yeah. Like They're mad cheap now. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like 20, 25 bucks or something like that. For each one, yeah, you can get the whole series for like two hundred bucks. Um, yeah. Two, you. Uh, the other good thing is it was the first time you can get all of DBZ uncut in Japanese and English, but also in Japanese, um, which is the real reason to get it for collectors who wanted to see the Japanese version. First yeah. time ever in America. So 
everybody who had been screwed over by the original releases and by the uh, Ultimate Uncuts were like, okay, at least we're going to get the whole series now. Yeah, yeah. The problem then came when it comes to the blatant lies and marketing fallacies that Funimation put out during this time. The promos, which, by the way, are still on YouTube. You can look it up. Just type in Orange Brick through DBZ promos. Yeah. Are literally lying to the audience. For example, the biggest lie was Chris Sabat was narrating it. I'm not blaming Chris Sabat for this. He, he doesn't know anything about this. I mean, he knows yeah, now, yeah. but he, he didn't know back then. Yeah, he was probably just doing his job. Yeah, he's doing his Chris job. Chris Sabat, he yeah. was, he was. Yeah. Uh, he, he knows now, but he didn't know back then. In the promo, he's doing the voiceover, you know, and, he, and, and in the promo, he refers to it as Dragon Ball Z, the way it was meant to be seen, right? And now the reason as to why they use that marketing is because in the mid-2000s is when we started seeing the rise of high definition in the West. Uh, Flat screen HD TVs were coming out. 720p became the norm. If you remember, the Xbox and the PS3 came out right around then, and they were HD, HDMI. So they promoted this set as Dragon Ball Z remastered in high definition. That's a lie. That is a blatant 100% 100% fallacy because yeah. of two reasons. Number one, it wasn't a remaster at all. They did very minimal work on it. They put it over a filter. Number two, you can't have a high-definition remaster on a DVD. It's yeah. literally yeah. impossible. A <laughs> That's digital what I was video. Thinking, yep. Even back then I knew this. A yeah. digital video disc only contains X number of data. Even a double-layered yeah. DVD. You cannot fit high definition. Like right here I have the, the Rocky collection. This is the Blu-ray collection. Yep. I can't fit Rocky 1 on here onto a DVD because this thing is like, I believe like 15 gigs or 7 to 15 gigs. Yeah, a DVD's yeah. like A DVD is like, even a double-layered one is like way, like you can't. So, yeah, if a movie was too long, they'd have it on, on two discs, kind of like VHS, but... Right. Yeah, 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 for, yeah, for sure. And even, like, um, they would have the extras sometimes on the second disc. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. But you, but nowadays, you buy a Blu-ray, you get one disc, and it has all the extras on it. Yeah, you know, everything's so on much it. More, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there's so much more space. But they lied. They straight up lied. And the other thing they did, which really, really was a problem, it's one thing to have bad video quality. It's something else to actually kill what you have. They cropped it. And the yes. reason why they cropped it is because at the time, people were buying widescreen televisions. So the idea was, well, if we crop it, mm-hmm. it'll fill up the entire screen. The they didn't want black bars is, on the sides. Yeah, they did yeah. not want black bars on the side, even though that's become a lot more accepted now. Maybe back then it wasn't so much so, but... Yeah, everybody was that, transitioning. But even, but even then, it's like it's such a dumb move for them to do that because if people are really, like, that, like, hell-bent on, like, they, they hate the black bars on the side. There's, like, this zoom feature on a bunch of remotes where they can just, like, zoom in, and it's like, there you go. Like, they get that exact ratio Funimation put out in the orange bricks. Yes, because yeah. if you zoom in, you're going to crop the top and bottom. But yep. the thing is, they weren't the only ones. I remember... I vividly remember... Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, the TV show. I never watched it, but I remember a lot of friends of mine complaining because they did the same thing. They cropped the top and bottom to fit the screen. Television shows in the 90s, pretty much every television show prior to the mid-2000s, with the exception of very few, there were a few, were shot in 4 by 3 aspect ratio for television because when when television first came out, 
like first became like a thing that people had in their homes in like the fifties, yep. nobody had a widescreen TV. Like yeah. nobody did. It was yeah. all like it was all square. So television. I'm not gonna go nerdy on you too much, but like if you go to film school, yep. there's a difference. And especially back then, now not so much. Now it's the game is different because everybody yeah, has to watch yeah, the yeah. TV. But back then, when you shot a movie for television, a made-for-TV movie, you had to set up your camera angles totally different because you had to factor in that extra room up. So you had to frame things differently. There's, if you yeah, go yeah. back and you watch, go back and watch any made-for-TV movie. And really play pay attention to like where the characters are standing when they're talking compared to other movies. You'll yeah. notice this. Uh, it's not hard to spot. I learned this actually just a few years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, DBZ was never meant to be seen cropped. It was meant to be seen four by three. The movies, on the other hand, those were animated in four by three, but they were meant to be cropped. So that's fine. Those were acceptable to be cropped. They were not cropped, but they were supposed to be seen in 16 by 9 widescreen aspect ratio, not 4 by 3. So if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, there are episodes where you you, they cut off Master Roshi's head, where literally you'll see his body in the upper screen, you don't see his head. You're missing details at the bottom. Um... You're, There's you're this missing... shot as well, like you know, Goku and Vegeta are just like staring down each other, and like you can't even see Goku's head when he looks at Vegeta. Top of his hair is chopped off. <laughs> no, like, the man's the just hell? decapitated. Yeah, and, and back then, I know I didn't notice it. You really don't get to notice it until you can compare it, like how we can now. We can compare it now, and you can see the differences between all the different uh, yeah. uh, DVD formats we got and and. Blu-ray now, and even the older... Exactly. It's just like a lot of people, like, they just, they don't know the difference. They don't realize just how much they're not able to see because of the fact that, you know, this is the only way that they know the show. Some people, they only have actually seen stuff through the Blu-ray sets or through, like, you know, the way that, you know, that... Some have only seen the orange bricks. Yeah, they've only seen the orange bricks. Exactly. Yep. and it's yeah. just like so they so there and then there's just like I remember there was like this one like major problem with the orange bricks as well. There's this one shot of Goku, you know, in his Super Saiyan state, and like because of this weird filter that they put over the orange bricks, removing the grain and such. What it's like this this thing that they that this filter that's for removing grain. It takes out so much yeah. of the detail in his face. You can't see his mouth. Part of the the lines where that, that they draw, you know, for his eyes, like also gets taken out. It just it looks really really bad overall. Yeah, I. Like, they thought it was acceptable. I wish I have it in the drawer there. I should have actually gone to go get it before I started recording, but I have bootleg Hong Kong DVDs of Dragon Ball Z episodes um, that were released with the Japanese Dragon Boxes, but it's nine episodes per disc, which has a very low bit rate because they're crammed yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. The fact that, and I'm not making this up, this is a true story. Yeah. I used to have Netflix the DVD rental thing, not the streaming service. Before then, they would send you DVDs. And I yep, remember yep. one time, I I, I, I wanted, um, I, I ordered one of the orange bricks. I wanted to see it on my television. And yeah. at this time, I already had a widescreen TV. I had everything. Right. So, I swear to you, my Hong Kong bootlegs of Dragon Ball Z from that were sourced from the orange brick, I'm sorry, from yep. the uh, Dragon Boxes, 
yeah. looked better than the official Funimation ones. When you have a bootleg that's being sold for 15 bucks a pop in like the <laughs> yeah. slums of New York City and New Jersey flea market, <laughs> that's better than what you're putting out officially, dude. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Funimation yeah. should be embarrassed. That is bad. That's it just is. like That's how now good. we have just like how now we have fans doing their own upscales of Dragon Ball. It looks better than what they're putting out. How yeah. embarrassing, bro, yeah, to be yeah, a yeah. multi-million dollar company and put out trash. But yep. it's happening. Yeah, and it's not just a Dragon Ball thing. It happens. Yeah, they probably thought it was easy money. Easy money, throw it out there, people will buy it because it's the complete series now. That's, with that's, the the, that's exactly. That's the point. Yeah. That's exactly and, it. You know, they're, they're milking. Exactly they're, they're, they're definitely milking the franchise. And the more we talk about this, the more that people are going to understand. So just to put it into perspective right now, so the release, so the the releases that people have are okay. So like, and 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 not talking about like the ones with the with the ultimate uncut editions that never really got finished. But the best ways that Those people currently finished, have yeah. in order to like yeah. that that are know about is like. I believe like the the old outdated like like three episodes a DVD three episodes VHS thing and then the orange bricks obviously the orange bricks right now are currently you know what is viewed as they're the still being sold best. yeah yeah but yeah <laughs> they're but, at like, just, yeah but they just back are. then we're looking at a perspective like like you know early two thousands right now the only I'm just thing that you we know have, that you can still get them yeah yeah um now the only other thing that uh that that's still currently out there and this is before then is that a bunch of fans they hear about this mythical dragon ball release that is only available currently in japan and this is called the dragon boxes this is the one so do you want to do you want to shift over to japan real quick yeah let's go ahead and shift over to japan let's go ahead and talk about that so we know what we're going we're talking about the fact that i can do all this without writing anything down (laughs) i'm surprised i'm not a virgin still that was a miracle that I got laid at some point in my life, bro. Let me tell you. It's a miracle, bro. Thank you to the process. I mean, I'm sorry. No. Oh, my I'm, God. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. The I Red District was great. A friend paid for it. No, I'm joking. No, okay. So now we're going to shift gears and go to Japan. There's a reason why, because the Japanese story is actually pretty interesting. So Dragon Ball Z in the 90s was coming out on television in Japan on Fuji TV Wednesday nights at 7. Dragon Ball, NGT, same time slot, Dr. Slump. It's all right, fine. They never, Japan never had a VHS home release of the Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball GT anime. They had the movies come out on VHS. So in Japan, they were able to buy the movies on VHS, you know, the DBZ 13 movies, the three Dragon Ball ones, the Path to Power, um, but not the TV series. So what happened was, and this to me this is a very interesting story because these two things kind of go together. This is why I'm glad we're telling the story in order. Mm -hmm. Around the 90s to 2000s, Japan started to notice that the Japanese were importing the Funimation DVDs. Because remember, think about how Japan was. In the late 90s, early 2000s, DVD players were already out there. The PS2 made a bunch of money in 2000. Everybody had a DVD player in Japan. There were fans who wanted Dragon Ball Z, and they wanted it in Japanese. So what did they do? They said, well, we're not getting Dragon Ball Z, so we might as well import it from America. So our Funimation sets that I just mentioned with with both languages were being sent to Japan so they could watch watch their own show. They they had to get their show from the Americans. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So Toei different Animation. Times. Different times. It's, it's, it's just funny how things work. Yeah, so Toei yeah. Animation 
noticed this and said, okay, maybe what we need to do is actually release Dragon Ball Z ourselves. So in 2003, they began work. Well, actually, it was in 02. 0102, but it, it came out in 03 on the Dragon mm. Box collection, which was basically what they did is they out they took their um they took their original 16 millimeter film and yeah. they gave it to a company called Pony Canyon. Pony Canyon is like a boutique um, uh, production company, and what they do is they go into the footage, they clean it up, they you know, they um, do touch-ups on it, they, they fix it, you know, and then they put it yeah. on DVD. So Toei had given them the original film, and then they took that film and produced the Dragon Boxes. The Dragon Boxes were a ja- originally a Japanese-only release. There were two boxes. There was... Z had two... two they were big. They were this big. Tall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have them in the other room. And uh, so they had Z in two parts... Part yeah. one was, I think, Dragon Ball Z one through like one fifty something with uh, with the Bardock special, and then part uh, two was Dragon Ball Z uh, one fifty one to like two ninety one. The rest of it, and then the, yeah, the, yeah. it also had the plan to eradicate OVA, and it had um, the Trunk special. So that's how they released it. Because remember, Bardock and Trunks are not movies; they're TV. They're one hour TV episodes. Everybody yeah, forgets yeah. this, but they're specials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So what happened was um, these came out. Everybody was going nuts. All the American fans were like, oh, my God. Their video quality looks a million times better than ours. No cropping. The audio sounded better. The video was clean. Higher bit rate. Their blacks and whites um, balancing was better. It It was the best. It was honestly the Dragon Boxes were the best complete well technically technically there and I here's why I'm being saying technically no. uh, up until today like today they yeah, still yeah. are like the best official Japanese release now I want you to hear what I said official Japanese release because there's yeah, yeah. more to the story so that was the peak so what happened was they put them out and they were very expensive. Each Dragon Box, they had the two Z ones. Then they went back and did Dragon Ball and then GT and then Dragon Box the movie. So that would be one, two, three, four, five Dragon Boxes total. Um, yeah. They were big. Though. It's about this big or so when you have all of them. Yep. Every episode, every movie, done. Um, people were like, oh, oh my God, Like it's the entirety of Dragon Ball. Every single episode from Dragon Ball through GT, every movie, yep. good quality DVD extras. Um, they, you know, beautiful packaging, beautiful booklet. Told you the the it told you like the um, the original broadcast date. It gave you a summary. It told yeah, you where yeah. it compared to the manga. It gave you character bios. It's a very nice set. It's a beautiful collection to this day. Yeah. The Japanese one even has interviews that the that the other American Dragon Box that we'll get to in a minute didn't have. So this is yeah, the best yeah. release. Even now, but, though, you can still find there's a bunch of flaws with it in modern day because t- they didn't like uh, totally go ahead get and decide there. to throw away their audio, like the stereo audio for the broadcast releases. We can talk about that if you want to. That That is something probably worth discussing. I don't know if you want to get to that now or if you want to just wait for later. What, how do you want to do it? Here, you know what? Let's. I mean, okay. Well, I was just going to say, like, you know, right now, because we're going to be talking about, like, you know, the Dragon Box release, seeing it as it is currently 
what is considered you know the best like overall package of Dragon Ball Z you can currently get official yeah officially you know currently from Toei yeah we can like at the very least I think at the very least it's a good idea to highlight you know like the the flaws with it and why like we still require a better updated release that we're that we're still trying to get you know from these companies till this very day well, I think the main reason as to why we should get a better release is not just what you said, but also the fact that we're now in the Blu-ray 4K era. So DVD, even though I would say still about 65% of people still buy DVDs, DVD yeah. is still the primary like disc. We are like enthusiasts and most even regular people have a Blu-ray player and Blu-rays yeah. like become like, you know, so uh, I feel like. Maybe it's, and we're going to get to the Dragon Ball Z Blu-ray shortly, but because there's a story with that too. But um, what Heesh is talking about, what Star Blast is talking about is something that was not even known until maybe 2012, 2013. And this is the fact that the original broadcast audio, Anime AJ did a wonderful video about this on his channel. I highly recommend everybody go see it. The original audio that was aired on television when Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and GT aired in Japan sounded completely different than what we got on the Dragon Box. The Dragon Box audio was, if I can be blunt, ass. That's the only cuss <laughs> word I'll say today, bro. And that's not even a bad one. Ass. Yeah. Can I say it again? Ass. Yeah, so, the podcast was fine. So <laughs> what's, sad, what's sad about this, man, is there's a lot of people who want to watch this show in Japanese and they, yeah. they buy the orange brick and switch over to Japanese. Like, why does it sound like that? There's like a hissing noise where it's, it sounds just like it was recorded in the ham radio in someone's basement. Yeah, the reason yeah. for this is because one of the things that Toy Animation did, and they weren't the only ones, let me just tell you, they were not the only ones. And yeah. Dragon Ball is not the only show to suffer this fate because Sailor Moon and a lot of their other shows from the 90s, even their Super Sentai live action stuff suffered. Toy Animation had the original broadcast audio masters, which were high quality recordings with high quality microphones. The music was crisp, the voices are crisp, everything sounds like it was recorded yesterday. They threw them away. Now, the reason why they threw... And I mean literally threw them away. The reason why companies did this is because if you look at original audio, like, master tapes, they're like... It ain't like a little... It ain't like a thumb drive back then. We're talking about this huge cylinder of, like... It's almost like a a tape deck, but, like, big. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. These things took up room. Yep. And obviously, we're talking about a multi-million dollar company maybe even billion dollar company they're probably over they're way over a billion but mm-hmm, probably way over billions i would say but they can't even <laughs> yeah. buy a warehouse to preserve this so yeah. unfortunately the dragon boxes did not have the original broadcast audio nor were they color corrected one of the and let me get to the color correction thing here in a moment one of the things nobody really talked about back then was the fact that the film that Toei had for Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z and GT, the original 16mm broadcast film, was not very well preserved. And if you're asking yourself, why would a billion dollar company treat their biggest cash cow like this? I've been asking myself that for 20 years, and I ask myself that at least 10 times a day to this day. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a very... 
I've had a very like during my Twitch streams, I've I've said F Toei. I don't know how many times. Yeah, because just because of, of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Think yeah. about it, man. This is important. So, um, so because of that, the original sixteen millimeter film was. It deteriorates. Film deteriorates over time. In case you yeah. you can't just film something on like film stock and throw it in your freaking closet. Dust gathers on it. Um, artifacts. That's why there's like you know popping effects and things like that. Like there's tape. Like there's pieces of tape from taping the film together that get stuck on there. Yeah. It's like it, it's messy. Yeah. If you ever if you've ever worked at like a movie theater in the '90s, you know what I was talking about. So yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mess. So um, because of that, Pony Canyon was never told to color correct it because they didn't even know what the original colors were. But yeah. that's why even if you have the dragon boxes, you'll have weird situations where you'll have a green tint or you'll have the sky looking green where it's supposed to be blue. You'll have Goku's gi looking more orange than uh, red. Uh, Goku's gi is not like red. It's like an orangey red. But on the dragon box, they look a little bit more yellow than red. Like when you look at the red, orange, yellow like color spectrum, yeah. it leans more this way when it should be more this way. Also, Piccolo... For some reason, Piccolo's like really bright green when it's supposed to be more of a darker green. So it's just little things. Yeah, if you ever study anything with film, live action or animated, you would learn more about color correction because they do this all the time in movies. You have to color correct it. And actually now with the advent of HDR and 4K, one of the problems with DVD and Blu-ray and this is not a Dragon Ball question. Oh, Dragon Ball thing. It's just overall film thing. Yeah. Is if you really notice, if you watch certain films like Star Wars, Saving Private Ryan, a lot of Blu-ray and DVD movies, people's skin is like orangey. Like, have you ever watched a movie where like their skin doesn't look like our skin does? Like, it's kind of like mm-hmm. almost like a re- like they're almost like like they're sick or something. Yeah, that's a problem that even Blu-rays had. Yeah, Even yeah. Blu-rays had that problem, and that's because when 4K and high dynamic range came around, now we have now if you if you go out and you buy Saving Private Ryan on 4K, and you put it next to Blu-ray Saving Private Ryan, and you have the same like 4K TV, you Tom Hanks' skin looks like a human's in the 4K. It looks yeah. like an orange thing. It's it's very unless you're looks really like granular, an orange piccolo. Kind of. I mean, <laughs> yeah, unless yeah, yeah. <laughs> most people, most people listening probably will never even notice this, um, unless you really like. I think you'll notice it if you have a good TV and a 4K player. You'll yeah. notice it then, because even I didn't notice it yeah, until yeah, somebody yeah. pointed yeah. out. Yeah. Like, okay, wait a minute. So it's not supposed to look like that. Yeah. Once you so, put like, something side by side, yeah, because then you you, you just, can notice it then. Yeah, but that's why, like, when you look at, like, you know, the Dragon Boxes and compare it to, like, actual, like, you know, decent releases, which, you know, never actually got finished. That's why, like, uh, some characters look like they're sunburned. Everyone looks like they're sunburned in the Dragon Boxes in comparison to, like, but you but, know, but I'm not even, you know. but I'm not even talking about just Dragon Ball. People look sunburned in live-action movies. That's, that's my yeah. point. Like, even yeah. if you, if you don't color correct your stuff properly, humans are going to look weird. Also, have you ever watched a movie where... You know that the background's supposed to be black, but it's not really black. It's like gray. Like, like you can still see kind of some white. It's not pitch black. Yeah, I know what you're talking what, about. Right. It's like black, but like muffly black. Yeah. 
4K HDR with high dynamic range darkens that to where it looks exactly like how it's supposed to look. So I'm just, this is not about Dragon Ball, but it is worth discussing when it comes to the color correction discussion. So yeah, yeah. the Dragon Boxes are also incomplete because they're missing the original trailer, teaser trailers for the movies. And the order of next episode preview before the credits has changed. That's not a major issue in my opinion, but it is yeah. one that people should be aware of. It's not an exact replica of how it aired when it first came out on television. But besides that, the main issue, though, when it comes to just watching DBZ as a fan is the color correction, the lack of color correction, and the lack of uh, original broadcast audio. But that's the best that we had. Beggars yeah. can't be choosers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They just like you can't. said, still to this day. Yeah, okay. yeah, and think about it. Those are still better than the than the. Uh, those came out three years before the orange bricks, and they're still yeah. better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, also, real quick sidebar: when they first put out the dragon boxes, the big releases, yeah. they sold really well, but they were a limited release. They were only printing up a certain number of copies, and then what happened was. They did re-release Dragon Ball and Z in single. They, they had like single DVDs that were like thin. They were like six episodes a disc. So yeah, if you couldn't yeah. afford the whole series, or if you only wanted a few episodes, you could go to the store and buy it. So if you're in Japan, you can still get the series. Mm. If you miss out on the Dragon Box, you can still get those if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's just worth noting. So where'd you want to go next? Okay. So basically, uh, I want to get over to. What happened when the Dragon Boxes eventually did get released over here in the West? Well, yeah, so fans were blowing up Funimation for quite some time about these Dragon Boxes to the point where the actors were getting asked about this at conventions, including, of course, Chris Sabat, who runs Ocotron. So he has yeah. to investigate all this because Chris Sabat, of all the actors that I've at least interviewed or spoken to, he's probably the one that cares the most about having the best video and audio presentation. He actually yeah, really yeah. cares. Mm -hmm. Sean does too. Sean yeah. himself has actually privately voiced, and I'm, he used a lot more colorful language, he's privately voiced his displeasure with the, with the releases. He hasn't <laughs> told me this himself. <laughs> he agrees with me a lot about the marketing and, pre and presentation of Dragon Ball based on like, you know, what he would do. Because yeah. he knows how big Dragon Ball is. He knows because he's the guy that has the longest lines at cons. So he knows, oh, like, yeah, this yeah. could be... Why are they not giving... Like, you know, but you get what I'm saying. Those two definitely know. So yeah. it get, word gets back to Funimation. Funimation reaches out to Toei, and guess what? We're going to have our own Dragon Box releases. What yep. they did was they took the big, the two big Dragon Boxes, and they cut them up into seven different boxes, and they released them, limited edition, um, in 2009. And yeah. so then, so now, now, and they put them out every three months. Now, or every four, three, four months. Now, if you yeah, go to yeah. the store, you've got the orange bricks. The singles at this point were already gone. You could still get the singles in like the, the ones from the 90s. You could still get those in like uh, GameStop and, you know, uh, places like that or like flea markets, pawn yeah, shops. Yeah, like buy, got, sell, trade. I yeah. got I got, right, right, I got right. these VHS tapes out of book off. They're like a, they were like a dollar a piece or something. I know That's why you I'm got saying. them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, those, we are, those, are actually, those are actually <laughs> worth some money, too. Those are actually oh, worth yeah, some money. Oh, yeah, I bet. There's, oh, that's a there's people who want them. Oh, dang. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, interesting. I might sell them. We'll then. talk about <laughs> that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that we'll later. Talk about, no, don't sell them yet. Don't sell okay, them. Okay, okay. We'll talk about that later. So, um, okay, so what happened was 
We got seven Dragon Balls. There's seven Dragon Balls, seven Dragon Boxes. We got like a little yeah, replica yeah. of the, the Japanese Dragon Books that I told you about that had the bios. We got a version of that. It wasn't as dense, but we got like each one had its own book. Yeah, we I got remember like a it. mini. Yeah, it was like a mini version of what they got. It's yeah. the best Rome release that Funimation's ever put out. And it wasn't just... It was Funimation, Toei, and Pony Canyon all working together. Yeah. This was around 2009. Now, um, this was great. Because even Americans couldn't really get their hands on real Dragon Boxes until this came out. So, And it's also... When they first came out, each box was... And this is kind of funny... If you went to Best Buy, they were mm. eighty dollars, seventy nine ninety five. If you bought it online from RightStuff.com, thirty five bucks. So crazy. Price I have. <laughs> well, here's what really gets wacky. In the other room, I have all seven Dragon Boxes. I paid thirty four dollars yeah. each. Each one of those now is worth anywhere between one fifty to three hundred dollars, depending on who you ask, because they're out of yep. print. Yep. Yep. Wow. They're out of print. I used the, to have the, them and sold them a long just, time ago. Did you make a profit? Oh yeah, that's why I sold them. Well, they yeah. like I I didn't realize it. I forgot how long. Uh, I don't know. It was like a couple of years went by, but I noticed it. I'm like, you know what? Let me just sell these. I'll just get the orange bricks for now. But uh, yeah, I, I got. That was a mistake. A that was Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. So you, hold yeah, on a second. So a you mistake. mean to tell me? So hold on a second. <laughs> you mean to tell me you had copies of the orange bricks and now you're settling for the Blu-ray releases you have displayed in the background right there? No, 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 no. No, no, no. I oh, yeah, copies of the dragon the boxes. Yeah, the yellow dragon boxes. All seven of them. He and had then, the yeah. dragon boxes. <laughs> yeah, I know, them. I know. So he's yeah. saying he sold the but, dragon boxes and what he has currently right now is the, is yeah, the that he's got displayed. That's what I was waiting for, that. I'm like, let me well, wait we, for it to come out on Blu-ray because I think well, a few we years even, went by. We haven't even gotten to that yet. That's, <laughs> no, we haven't. We're, we're about a year <laughs> away from that. We're now in the timeline. We're what, 08, 09, right, right around there? Yeah, yeah, with the dragon so keep So keep in mind, though, keep in mind, the Orange Bricks had just finished the previous year. Yeah. Like I think maybe maybe like eight months prior. So let's say you're a Dragon Ball fan. <laughs> you buy the orange bricks. All right, I got all of DBZ. I'm happy. I don't have the Dragon Boxes, but I got it all. I'm good. Yeah. Coming soon, the Dragon Ball Z <laughs> Dragon Boxes, the way it was meant to be seen. So that's <laughs> twice now. It's the way it was meant to be seen. It's like, wait, I thought I saw it the I way it was you meant to be seen before. <laughs> Funimation has used that argument like four times. Bro. Yeah, they usually do get say it in every promo, yeah. <laughs> I always I remember it. that. I hate it. I hate it to death, bro, because it's such a lie. So, yeah. again, you're a collector. Oh, great, Dragon Boxes. I got to buy all the episodes again. But yeah. that's fine, because at least I'm getting a good product. Yeah. Well, something else was going on right around this time. In Japan, in 2009, Dragon Ball Kai began to air. And when Dragon Ball Kai began to air, immediately Toei comes to Funimation because at this point, at this point, they had already established a bit more of a relationship. Yeah. And here's why. Here's why they established more of a relationship. We're going to go back a bit. Yeah. In two, before Kai, in 2008, uh, Sabbath. I think, okay, I'm not sure if it was Sabbath, but somebody at Funimation, somebody in Funimation, internally, uh, probably a Dragon Ball fan, to be honest with you. Probably. They <laughs> asked Toei, because all we had in 2008, and by the way, what I'm about to tell you, that wasn't even leaked to the internet until like five years ago. 
Yeah. This is like new information. Yeah, yeah. Somebody inside of Funimation asked Toei for higher quality Dragon Ball footage, film. They wanted copies of the film. Yeah. Because other countries like China and I think Latin America had film copies. Yep. And Toei, Toei gave it to them. So in 2008, Funimation had in their possession, they had original Japanese, not original, not the original original, because Toei's yeah, yeah. not going to give anybody that. Yeah, but yeah. they had copies, they had like third generation copies of 16 millimeter Dragon Ball, all of Dragon Ball Z and all yeah. of Dragon Ball, not GT. GT yeah. they never had film of, but they had Dragon Ball and Z. We're talking about, like, the film. Like, yeah. the fat film reels. So, nobody knew about this for years. This was kept a secret for years. We had always thought that they were using the same 1990s SVHS, which is like an upgraded VHS tapes that yeah. Toei sent out. No, they had better stuff. So, what they began to do is they began to prepare, it was early preparations for what would end up being the level sets. They wanted to, er, they were just, they were talking internally, we're going to re-release Dragon Ball Z again, but yeah. this time on Blu-ray, because by 08, everybody started, 08 everybody, I had my HDTV in like 2010, but I remember 08 is when Iron Man came out, and I remember Iron Man 1 was like a huge Blu-ray. People oh yeah, bought, yeah. People bought Blu-ray players for that movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because that was that a started huge, it all. Huge, started it all, bro. Blue raised like, all the hype. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, but what happened was, and again, you have to understand, America and Japan. There's two different timelines, but they're interjecting when it comes to like what happened. Yeah. So then Kai began. Kai was a recut Dragon Ball Z celebrating the 20-year anniversary where they would cut out the majority of but not all the filler. And they also, because they were doing so much editing, they were redubbing it with the original voices, but they were going to get a new soundtrack. Um, and they were also going to take the existing footage that they had, the existing Dragon Ball Z footage, yeah. and actually upscale it properly to high definition, like actually do an upscale reanimate some scenes because there is some reanimation to yeah, kind yeah, of tie yeah. these scenes together and there's also some toning down of other things um, yeah. obviously you know about what happened with Porygon with the kids having seizures in Japan for the Kai release for example if you watch the Goku Vegeta beam struggle from the Saiyan Saga Z version's got blinking lights all over the screen yeah mm -hmm. Kai version does not they had to clean all that out because the, the probability of seizures goes up with high definition because of how clear the footage is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Kai comes out in Japan. Kai's coming out. Big deal. Huge deal. It's Kai. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it, it, was, it was the first time the Japanese had Dragon Ball Z in high... It was the first time anybody had Dragon Ball Z in high definition. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't Dragon Ball Z. It was yeah. Kai. It's not yeah, the same yeah, thing. Chop. It's recut. Yeah. Yeah, like they it's got, chopped up different they got, music, different voices, different everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and like that too, and like you know that they even had like these different animated clips in there that they added in that which wasn't in Z and the, and the this this weird like digital like animation new intro software. and outro. Well, not even just this. Well, not even just that. Like I remember, I'm watching like this episode where Zarbon is about to fight off against Vegeta for the second time, and they switch That's off to this right. like this really like cheesy bad looking like. 
like like animation with like that's done you know digitally and because of the fact that it's so you know looks so so different from hand drawn it doesn't have that same depth and it just looks like no, so no, no. bad don't get it twisted now you said hand drawn they're both hand drawn see that's the thing the digital art and the original animation are both hand drawn it's not about who draws them it's about how they're formatted Dragon oh. Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball GT were shot on 16 millimeter film. Any anime from 2002 to 2005 until today is shot on digital. Same thing goes for movies. This whole digital revolution began in the early 2000s with George Lucas and Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. Every movie that is shot now, except for movies from. Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino, these like more Ryan Johnson, these filmmakers, yeah, yeah. they're all shot with digital cameras. There's the difference between digital and film. Digital is basically a micro SD card. Literally, it's a, it's a hard drive that you can take a file, you move it to a computer, and you can visually edit the effects right there. Yeah. With film, you have to take the film, scan it scene by scene into the computer, and then it's a totally different process. Again, if you're not if you're not well versed in like this type of shit, nah. this type of stuff, excuse me. Nah, you're um, good. Don't worry, you won't get demonetized <laughs> this late. It's too late into the video, but they're gonna notice. But um, if you did, if you don't know about this, yeah. there's a lot of information out there. It, uh, to me, it's very interesting. But there's a yeah, reason as to why. There's a reason as to why old movies look better than new ones. Heesh will oftentimes be in my Discord and I'll be watching movies and I'll point out how why does a movie look better? Because yeah. film will well, I can't say will always, but film <laughs> up until now is significantly superior to digital. That's why everything Tarantino looks more uses real. it. Yeah. He's he he oh he's never going to digital bro. Remember, oh, never. Him yeah, and Robert no. Rodriguez, him and Robert Rodriguez butted heads because he wanted him to go digital for um <laughs> what was that movie? Oh, uh, uh, Sin City. He yeah. wanted for Sims for Sin City. He wanted I think it was Sin City. He wanted Quentin to shoot his scene in digital, and Quentin's like, I'm not using that crap camera. Like yeah, I don't want yeah, that. Yeah. But movies are easier <laughs> in digital though, because oh, yeah. for for example, let's take Star Blast. He's an editor. He edits digitally on his computer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we were making videos on film, this man would have to take the film and get scissors and cut, chop, and like you know what, and it's, tape it. Um, like that's what yeah. that's how they used to it's edit like movies. Five times that's how they would edit work. movie. Dude, King Kong was edited <laughs> like that, bro. The old King Kong <laughs> yep, movies. Yep. To you had to cut. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. why it's called cutting because they literally cut the film and taped it to make all the scenes go through. So you imagine like being an editor, a video editor back then. It's kind of like that, they did it like stop motion. Yeah, yeah. right. Because it's 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 yeah. uh, frame, 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 frame. Anyways, yeah, yeah. bottom line, without getting too granular, Kai was done with digital technology. Z was done with analog film technology, and that's why it's so easy to notice what's from Kai and what's from Z yeah, based yeah. on the fact that your eyes, the the human eye can only see so much. Our eyes are only trained to see so many colors and we are we can tell the difference between real life and digital. You look at me right now, I'm a human being. We're all human beings here. Yeah. Even if you look at somebody like a Thanos 
who's not real but is very good CG. Very yeah. good CG motion capture. He yeah, doesn't he, look like there's no such thing as Thanos, and we know that. As human beings, we watch that movie and we know there's no such thing as Thanos. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can so so the, the human eye can tell a difference between film and, and, and digital effects. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. long story short, Kai comes out. Toei wants Funimation to dub Kai right away. So in 2010, they begin dubbing Kai. Now, yeah. the good news is they were able to go back and do a more adult dub. Yeah. They, they rechanged some of the voices. At that point, obviously, Stephanie Nadoni got replaced by um, Colleen Clinkenbeard, and then Chris Ayers replaced Linda Young as Frieza. Uh, and, you know, it, it was a new, more adult. There is a censored version, but it's not quite as censored as Z was. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously the Blue Popo version, which is not, which that's that's the uh, Toon's oh, Eye okay. version. That's not, that wasn't even Funimation. Like, that's yeah, not even yeah, that. yeah. They took it and they messed it up. But anyways, yeah. well, it didn't, so didn't, Kai's, didn't even then like what the Toons Eye version. They, they, I feel like Sean Schimmel or something like they, they, they had him record like instead of calling it the Spirit Bomb, they called it the Spirit Blast or something weird like that. Yeah, something the like Spirit that. Blast. Something like oh, that. No. Yeah, yeah. that's a <laughs> yeah. The Toons Eye version has weird things that aren't don't. Good. It's like yeah, it it's four right, kids. It. It's like four kids level editing. You know, no. like 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 Ash is eating a rice cake, and it's, oh, it's a cheeseburger. And like, Sanji had no. They called it a no. They called it a donut. They called it a donut. Yeah, yeah. And somebody had a cigarette that they would erase. It was Sanji. He had a, a lollipop. Sanji had one piece. <laughs> it was a lollipop. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's like went such viral. a bad voice too. Oh, no. Yeah, that was. I mean, and the sad thing is that four kids still around. They're still Are they? doing their thing, man. Oh, no. Yeah, they still do Pokemon, right? Do they still do Pokemon? Am I wrong on that? Oh, they still dub I Pokemon. Them. Right? I think so. I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember right now. I could be wrong. I don't know anything about four kids. I don't care to because this is not what this is about. Yeah, so, yeah. Dragon Ball. So, while Kai was coming out, we now have, like I've mentioned, the new cut of Z. Yeah. Funimation does their own dub. It airs on Nickelodeon, whatever. But what happens is they're going to put it out on home video. But we got a problem. Mm-hmm. Because we're in a transitional phase now between DVD and Blu-ray, they had to put Kai on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Now, I do want to make one quick note of something. Kai is in, is in widescreen. Yep. Kai, so the difference between Funimation's cropping of the orange bricks and what Kai did is that Kai did not just crop the top and bottom. The people who worked on Kai went scene by scene and reframed it. So instead of cropping right down the middle, sometimes they'd crop the bottom. They so the crop was kind of like this. You see it yeah. on my screen here, and it would change depending on the scene, so you wouldn't miss most most of the details. So it's not a it's still a crop, yeah. but it's not the same kind of crop that Funimation did. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? It's more they took more care of it. Yeah. So that comes out. So, once again, I'm a, I'm a 10-year-old kid. I tell my mom, Mommy, Mommy, I want Dragon Ball Z. Buy me Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Mommy goes to Best Buy, and what does Mommy see? I'm going to tell you what Mommy sees. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm going to do the, the, the purple-haired Karen gimmick. Excuse me, can you help me find Dragon Ball Z? Blah, blah, blah. Here it is. Oh, here's Dragon Ball Z, ma'am. Okay, let's see. Dragon Ball Z, the orange brick. Dragon Ball Z Kai on DVD. Kai on Blu-ray, Dragon Ball, Dragon Box One. Yeah, it's the same episodes, the exact same story of Raditz and Vegeta Saga. 
in five different releases at the same time. Yeah. Five. So then, what does she Can get? You, what, yeah. does what does she, she get? Yeah. Exactly. What does she do? Well, she guess did. what they picked. Which is the cheapest one? Yeah. Orange bricks. Yep, yep. That's yep. why everybody remembers them. That's why. And so, because of that, you literally had Kai. And, and granted, Kai, we know Kai has a different show. I'm talking yeah. about from the I'm talking about from the perspective of a mom who doesn't know any better or you know a friend who's not a fan. If you're not a fan, and you don't know what to look for cuz if you go to Google you're not going to get any answers. You have to go somewhere deeper than that. And Google yeah. will not give you the right answer. Uh, <sighs> when it comes to this kind of type of stuff, it's, it's yeah. too granular. Yeah. Google's usually right, but like this type of stuff is way too uh, intense. So once again, you've got five different releases. Yep. Another problem. So Kai's coming out. Oh, but we already got this 16 millimeter film from Toei. We're supposed to do our own Dragon Ball Z remaster, which on high definition, which they had already begun. But because they had already started putting money into it, well, we can't stop now. So yeah. they did. So here come the level sets. So you got five different versions of Dragon Ball Z in the store, and now you have a sixth one. Yep. You got Orange Brick. You got Orange Brick. Dragon Box, because they were still in stores for a very limited time back then. Yeah, yeah. Kai Blu-ray, Kai DVD, Z Blu-ray, and Z DVD, which is the so once again, which is the red brick. So or the orange brick. So once again, once again. How confusing. You're, yeah. They put out so many Dragon Ball releases at once that the casual fans didn't know what to pick. And the hardcore fans kept getting more and more mad because they had been they already paid. Just imagine if you bought the DVDs in the 90s, bought the Ultimate Uncuts, you got screwed, bought the, green, the uh, orange bricks, bought the Dragon Boxes, and now here come the level sets, which yeah. were actually done pretty good. The, the level sets way were to remastered see frame Ball by Saiyan frame. Saga and such, everything. Yeah. Uh, it used to be. Not anymore. It used to be. But okay. it was, well, yeah, because the AI, re- the AI upscales, <laughs> the fans did look better. Oh, no, oh, okay, best official looking. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. You're yeah, right yeah. about that. He's right. Okay. Yeah, the level sets are the best official looking. So let me rewind a little bit here. So we've got all of these Dragon Ball Z. It's the same fight with Raditz, the same fight with Vegeta, the same content, Snappa. Yeah. And once again, five, six different releases now. The yeah. sixth one became the level sets. So if the previous five were on the market for so long, and if by the time the level sets came out, people had already made their decision about what they were going to buy. They either bought into the oranges or the, you know, the, 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 the Kai, whatever they bought. Yeah, the Blu-rays, yeah, yeah. Now you expect them to buy it again? That's, and ultimately, bro, it's really frustrating because whoever was in charge of this, like, I just, I, I, I'll never understand. Yeah. If they had just, like, if they had just waited why? a few years, if they had just actually waited a few years, by the time like you know people like you know were like this 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 thing was like you know more in demand for like a better version, I agree. Of Z, it would have definitely sold a lot better than it would at that at that point in time. And this is yeah. what exact the the this is the problem with the levels that. So basically, long story short, 
Funimation oversaturated the market with Dragon Ball Z. It wasn't necessarily all of their fault because the thing with Kai was that, you know, was a thing that Toei just kind of like, you know, did. That wasn't their call. Expecting. That wasn't their call. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. their call, but it definitely influenced the market. The one, the one thing that was their call was the way that the level sets were officially like you know were officially released and in, in that sense that's where the, you know the problem came in so when the level sets did not sell well due to the oversaturation and such people like pe- people just did not want to people just did not buy you know that they, they, they're just like you know what cancel the level sets we're not gonna not to mention well well we should also point out just to add to what you're saying the level sets were also not cheap either anime on blu-ray is always not going to cost the same as a movie it's always more expensive especially if it's a good if it's a good anime that's well animated and well remastered you're going to pay some money for it yo like you are you (laughs) might get some deals here and they're like I got Yu Yu Hakusho and Outlaw Star on the discount but typically anime blu-rays are not cheap Um, so when Dragon Ball Z level set 1.1 and 1.2 came out yeah, they were just. Why would I buy this if I have the orange brick? Dude, if I'm if I'm living paycheck to paycheck, no. I don't care about a Blu-ray. I don't <laughs> even have a Blu-ray player. I'm just gonna buy the orange brick. Or yeah, if, you know, yeah, if yeah. I'm like working, at, if I'm like working at a grocery store and I got a kid or something like that, I'm not gonna prioritize the the the. I guess you can call it the boutique. The word that's used in the film industry or in the film fan industry is boutique release, which is like fancier release called yeah, boutique. Yeah. Because, you know, we pretend like we're high artists here, even though it's a movie about, you know, kung fu movie or a boutique. Anyways, um, (laughs) freaking Independence Day is a boutique film, whatever. But what I was going to say was, so yeah, so exactly what he said, not only did they not sell, they actually, well, okay. They, one and two came out, and then they had advertised level set three and level set four, which was 2.1, 2.2, which was the Namek saga. Yeah, yeah. So once again, just like history repeats itself, just like the Ultimate Uncut editions. Oh, hey, cool. I'm going to start buying. Okay, so let's say I'm the one guy who's like, you know what? I miss the Dragon Boxes. I miss. I, I, did, oh, I don't really want to get Kai. I'm more of a Z fan. Yeah. I don't want the orange bricks. I think I'm going to start here. I'm going to start here. I'm going to get these. Yeah. I heard about how good they are. So the guy starts buying, he buys level set one, level set two. Okay, cool. No more level sets. They yep. canceled them. Why'd they cancel them? Because they spent too much money on the remastering process and they didn't make enough of it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, those level sets sold probably worse of any of the other ones. They came out last. You gotta remember, yeah. they came out last. I grabbed so, them too. I remember I, had. I have them. I, I grabbed them years later when they canceled them because I knew they were going to be worth something. Yeah. So yeah. I, I got them in the other room, um, but yeah, they're no nah, man, they're gone. So yeah. um, at this point, it's ridiculous. Eventually, what would happen was the orange bricks they stopped producing them. I'm sorry, the dragon boxes they stopped producing yep. them. And, it, and Kai is still being produced, but primarily on Blu-ray. There's not that many Kai DVDs left over. Yeah. So right now, if you're going to go shopping for DBZ like at a store, you're probably going to see the orange bricks and the Kai Blu-rays and those Blu-rays that you guys have behind you there. The, <laughs> the most oh, basic yeah. Blu-rays for Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> we'll get things. to those next. Yeah, We'll yeah. get to those next. <laughs> um, so the next thing that happened was, well... We've still got this footage from Toei, right? The, the film, we got yeah, the film, yeah. the, 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 the sixteen millimeter film. Yep. 
we so we got to do something with this. Okay, well, um, let's see. The level set's flopped, and there's already Kai, which is on Blu-ray, and but they remastered Kai in Japan, not Funimation. Japan remastered Kai, so Kai is the same everywhere you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do, what do we do? We've already got these. We've already started on this. Okay. They said, how, well, how about this then? If it's too expensive to remaster it properly, is there a cheaper way to do this? Well, we could scan what Toei gave us, not do any cleanup, and there's this there's this cheat code that works with digital stuff, but not with stuff on film. And I call it a cheat code for a reason. It's called DNR, Dynamic Noise Reduction. What that does is it takes something that's, that, that is uh, sharp and it sharpens it. Here's the problem. Because once again, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z were on film. Whenever you apply DNR to a piece of film, it removes the grain. When you remove the grain, you remove the detail. So the film looks like crap. And is that what they, that's uh, what you got. Isn't that what they originally did to the Dragon Boxes as well? So not the dragon no. boxes, uh, the, the orange bricks. Uh, yeah, I think the orange bricks. Are. Yeah, they yeah, did like they... some. They did something like it, yes, but it wasn't the same. Here, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because when you're dealing with the orange bricks, you're dealing for with 480 pixels max. When you're dealing with the original film and Blu-ray, we're talking about 1080 pixels max, 1080p. What that means is if you apply DNR to a DVD. Your eye won't notice anything. Your eyeball will not notice it. Yeah. But on a Blu-ray, when you have so many more pixels, mm. your eye's going to notice it. That's yep. why if you have a good TV at home, you can kind of tell what is a good or a bad 4K if you watch enough movies. For example, I'll use an example here. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, the first Pirates of the Caribbean film came out on 4K for the first time last February. A year ago. A year ago, February. Yeah. Not this year. And it's horrible. It's a Disney release. It's absolute trash. Disney just announced that they're not only working with Criterion Collection, but also Arrow, I think Arrow Films, to release some of their film, their backlog of films. And they're going to have, they're going to outsource it so those companies can redo it because the Pirates, put it this way, the Pirates of the Caribbean Blu-ray looks better than the Pirates of the Caribbean 4K, which is well, yeah. not supposed to be like that. Because yeah, yeah. when you're going when you're going from 1080 to 4K, you're going from 1080 pixels to almost 4,000 pixels. Jeez. When you put that when you put that on a screen, your eye is going to notice that it looks like crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. problem with with the Blu-rays that you have back there yep. is that, and this is the same problem with the orange bricks, is that Unless you've seen Dragon Ball correctly, you're not going to really notice how bad it looks. But yeah. if you see Dragon Ball correctly and then you see those, it looks like a Flash cartoon. Yeah, yeah. If straight up, it's like yeah. a Flash cartoon. Yeah, there's not, what like you were saying, not as much detail in it because... That's because they scrubbed it. Yeah, the grain literally yep. holds all the detail and them taking it out removes <laughs> detail and such in the, in the, yeah. in the footage. Right. What you're supposed to do, the right way to do this is you actually, and this is why it takes a while for these movies to actually come out. That's why they don't just come out with movies every every week. Yeah. Is because you have to go frame by frame and erase all the like the dirt. You have to erase on the film because the film's got dirt on it and magnetized effects, and you have to go frame by frame. That's why whenever you hear somebody say 
digitally remastered in high definition, um, frame by frame remastered because they literally went to every frame of the movie and they scoured every pixel. This takes time, bro. Yeah. This can take like years. Yeah. That there's there's <laughs> and for 4K it takes even longer. Yeah. You know, we're just now we we just got Jaws on 4K like two years ago. That's a movie from the 70s. You know, it, we still got <clears throat> movies, bro. We still got a ton of movies left. Is, Rocky uh, Back to is the coming Future out. On it? Yes. Oh, I've got okay. it, and it's fantastic. Get get that 4K. Get that 4K. You've never seen that movie. I just Rocky. Rocky's coming out on 4K in March of 2023. Jeez, so another one. It's it's still coming. Yeah, yeah, still coming. yeah, yeah. But the bottom but but the bottom line is that yeah. So they did a double DNR scrub on the original film. So those uh, those are called the season sets the dragon ball z blu-ray season yeah, sets yeah. because they're called season one two three four five even though that's not how they aired on, yeah, on tv it's not a seasonal show. Not at all <laughs> it's not a seasonal show yeah um those are double dnr so because 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 if you if you take the footage and you dnr it yeah it's it's gonna actually look worse because you've got half grain half not so yeah. they did another dnr so now it looks like a flash cartoon so yeah, basically yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and it's cropped, doesn't have the Japanese Why? title cards or the next episode pre it's, or- it's basically the Orange Bricks upgraded. Are they better than the Orange Bricks? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Are they better real. than the Dragon Boxes? No. Yeah. Do you understand? <laughs> do you understand that I have had to explain to somebody, and I cannot blame them for this. I have a, f- a former friend of mine. We're not friends anymore. Mm. Who asked me? He goes. How is it possible that a DVD can look better than a Blu-ray? Because that's, that's literally impossible. It is impossible yeah. for a DVD to look better than a Blu-ray. Unless somebody screws it up bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. How does the Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest Blu-ray look better than the 4K? Because somebody may, somebody fell asleep on the job, yeah. and so basically, that's why the Dragon Ball Z Dragon Boxes look better than the Dragon Ball Z American seasonal Blu-rays, which is embarrassing. Yeah, it is. And with so, how many releases too that Funimation had? Now, also, we've is, gone through all of it now, <laughs> yeah, except, exactly. for, except for 2019. <laughs> And I, technically, and now this appeal, now this appeal to the Blu-ray is not going to apply to you. I already know this. Okay, like no, no, no. Sure. I'm going to say there's, something about the Blu-ray. One, if you want one, to, no, no, yeah, I was about to. I was just if you want say the same to thing. buy, <laughs> if you want to buy all of DBZ legally and uh, with with the dub and the sub and with the Faulkner score, that's your best bet. Yes, but because because yep, yep, the yep. Dragon Boxes don't have the Faulkner score. But just know what you're getting. I have no problem with somebody buying something if they want it, as long as they know. Like, if yeah. a kid looks at me and goes, look, man, I really want to relive my childhood. I want to watch. I know the Japanese version is more accurate, but I just want to relive. I just nostalgia. You know, me and my older brother watched Tsunami, and he passed away of cancer. I've heard stories like this. Yo, these are real people. Yeah, like, yeah. Listen, man. I understand that you love the Japanese version, and I do too, but I really want to relive it. It's like an emotional memory to some people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that case, go for it, but just know what you're buying. That's all I, yeah. I, I just want you to say, if I'm going to spend my money, because, I, I, look, I used to be homeless. I've been broke. 
And I'm very cognizant of money. If you're going to spend your money, I think you should know what you're getting, which is why it angers me that Funimation said digitally remastered and the way it was meant to be seen five, six, seven times when they didn't even do it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 like unfair marketing. Like for me, it's just yeah. like like it's I, a lie. Like yeah, I, like I know I, I know what is objectively False better. I know everything like that. But it's just like I I loved the Falcon. <laughs> I loved the Falconer score growing up. I, I used to buy like the tracks on That's iTunes fine. and just like listen to listen to the songs like all day. Like I would just it was it was it's a bit of it, I had a bit of a like a different love for the music than other people. But it was just like one of those things where I can just imagine you know different cases. You're in Dragon Ball Z and you you have this song music and such in the background. Like it's it's because because of the way that the music kind of engineered itself just to you know be you know in in a bunch of like you know different settings and whatnot like it was back then you know it it was cool like even though like there's there's like you know people criticize the fact that you know there should be silence and yes there should absolutely be silence you know there's it it definitely left an impression on you as a kid and you know for a, a bunch of people who watched it no then again there's no problem at all with somebody liking what they like and doing it for especially for nostalgic reasons but just know what you're getting that's all exactly. i said know what you're getting and and honestly if it were up to danny if it were my choice as far as what would be out if obviously if it were up to me we yeah. would have a remaster from the original film perfect 4k pristine frame by frame remaster Mm -hmm. with the japanese the english dub the ocean dub the Faulkner score the japanese original b if it were up to me i would make dragon ball z a boutique release there's that word again i would make it a boutique release and say okay we're going to give you the absolute perfect dbz release we're going to have interviews with all the voice cast japanese and english and we're going to have a special commentary Track narrated by the legendary Geek the Mortal One. Cause I gotta get paid too now. I gotta get paid too a little bit. Let me get a little bit of money out of this, all right? And I'll do. I will. I will do a commentary track on every single episode. I swear to you, I will. Then <laughs> I will. You would do it I will perfectly live too. In Texas. Oh, I would. I'd be like, hello, welcome. My name is Danny from Geek the One One, and we're watching Dragon Ball Z episode one, original air date April 26, nineteen eighty nine, directed by Minoru Maeda. I do it, don't, bro. I I I have my notes ready. You know? But no, you're here in Funimation. Get it done. <laughs> I wish, bro. And, but, and yeah. you, know you can like, add in like your own like thing too, because like I've never seen any other home video release do this. And now I I know you you personally, not the Danny <laughs> version, but just for the simple fact that it's never been done before. Make it to where it's the Japanese version of the show with the with the English soundtrack, the Falconer soundtrack. Just uh, just that, to give it something can, different. You, there, that's there never are been fan- done. No, well, there's fan edits, and it, it sounds off for some reason. You know, like, it's weird. I'm weird. Maybe this is my nostalgia. If I'm watching the dub with the Falconer, it fits. With the Japanese music, it's a little weird. Japanese to Falconer. You know what I mean? It's almost like, I'm not saying it can't work for some people, but, like, for me, like, Falconer and dub are over here, and Japanese and Kikuchi are over here. You know what I mean? And you know what I'm saying? Like That could be because yeah. of the fact that... Well, no, I see what you're saying. Well, it's I feel nostalgia. Like because, it's my brain. Well, it's it's th- well, there, there could be that, but also just because the fact that they're two different forms of audio, like because like the, the right. Japanese yep. audio, you nailed that, it. Yeah, you nailed like that it. He going knows with it. like stereo audio with the music, it just naturally yeah. it's not going to fit well. So if it was to get a yeah. match, the, the audio would have to be the original broadcast audio from Japan or like in some like high quality stereo audio, it, which you, were still you, yet to receive. You would. You would have to actually what you're looking for. You would have to find those tapes that Toei threw away in 1995, <laughs> which nobody's yeah. been able to find. So, but, yeah, but you can do it gone. now. 
You can do it now, but it's not going to sound right. It's going to sound weird. Because just to clarify what, what, what Star Blast is talking about, the original Japanese Dragon Ball Z was was uh, audio is mono. The movies were in stereo. The TV show was mono. For the dub, when they went back and did, um, I want to say, the Orange Bricks, they did add a 5.1 track because Funimation... To their credit, unlike Toei, didn't throw away their audio remasters. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Funimation gets one over on Toei for once. <laughs> but they didn't get one over with the next part of our discussion, which is the modern era, the Dragon Ball Super era. Yeah. Let me tell you why I want to get to this, because there's one more big part of the story that we got to discuss. 2015. Dragon Ball Super begins. Resurrection F comes out. There's renewed interest in the franchise. Um, now people are watching. All the old fans are back. The community's yep. blowing up. I made you know my career out of that when I first started. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, and when that happened, people were back into Dragon Ball because there was new stuff. Yep. Um, some of the you know and, and, and people wanted to also go back and check out the old stuff. So what do we do? For a while we had those Blu-rays and that was it. And, you know, yeah. the other stuff I mentioned, Kai, you know, but Kai wasn't really, you know. And we already have to talk about final chapters. That's like a whole other discussion. I mean, you could talk about it if you want. It's not really that interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's whatever. I actually have a question. But, uh, Maybe I'll ask you about that, like, after the pod because we still have a lot of other stuff to go to, to go over. Well, I wanted to go over just the, uh, what, what happened with those those film copies that they got from, uh, from Toei? Uh, from Toei. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, so Toei gives them all of Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball. Yep. They use the first 43 episodes to make the level sets. Then they use them again to make the ones that you have back there. Yeah, yeah. And, but what about Dragon Ball? They've got every episode of Dragon Ball from the original film. Now, I want to explain this to people. You know that people say, like, okay, 1080p, 4K... Do you realize, this is some real film nerd stuff I'm about to tell you. If you were to take the quantification of the detail of film and apply it to pixels, you realize that a film is like 10,000p, right? Like, it's significantly more detailed than any 4K anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know if y'all know this. I, but I, movies, I didn't, yeah. Well, I didn't know it exactly are, like that, yeah. Even on 4K, movies are compressed. A movie on 4K, a movie, let's just say uh, Black Panther, Black Panther, yeah. it's 40 gigs, 40 gigs. Mm. The movie movie, like if you were to take the digital file, is like 250, 300 gigs. It's maybe even more than that. It's massive. So Because when you have a movie for a theater, yeah. it has to be formatted for the big giant movie theater. 4K compresses it. Now, obviously, again... Getting film nerdy here, 4K is still the best thing we have. 8K is not going to yeah, make yeah. a difference. I'm telling you that right now. But nothing will ever look as clean as the movie theater. Just so you know, oh, you're yeah, never yeah. going to get that experience. That's it's why just, people no, love going to the movies. It's a different unless experience. you are a millionaire and you buy your own home like movie theater and you buy the film reels yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. right, right. Like you're a so, celebrity. <laughs> right, like well, a Tom real Cruise. like rich person. <laughs> so what happened was we soon discovered that, well, are we ever going to remaster Dragon Ball? Nobody cares about Dragon Ball. What about all this film that oh, we got? Man. No. Get rid of it. Dispose of it. So the entirety of Dragon Ball episodes 1 through 153 
in 16 millimeter film was thrown away by Funimation. They kept Z, they threw away Dragon Ball, and I know this for a fact because I have, I believe, 12 episodes from those film reels scanned in 4K. I've got them. I own them. There's a group on the internet known as uh, Kineco Video. Yeah. And Kineco Video are the ones that took the film and scanned it. Yep. So it's it, there's no subs on it. The audio's not great. And it's got like the poppy, like, you know, because it's not cleaned up. It's like the original yeah, film. Yeah. They, haven't, they haven't scrubbed it. So it looks like a kung fu movie you'd see in a film in school, in elementary school, like with the eh, just, <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't look very good. Like, like you know, mm-hmm. th- like five, I mean, four, but that, that three, still two. is just a collector's item, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a collector's item. That's We're talking like about Japanese grail. film, dude. And they threw it away because it was taken. Because yeah. once again, it was taking up too much room. Billion dollar companies can't buy a warehouse. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, or even so, get another office or something and throw it in there or places. So if you're one of those people, I agree. If you're one of those people, yeah. Who is waiting for a high definition Dragon Ball release from Funimation that they remaster? You're never gonna get it. Because do you really think that Toei is gonna give them another copy of the film? Nope. Come on, man. Come on now. No. So the idea of there ever being even what you have back there, the idea of there being a season set equivalent of Dragon Ball, yeah. probably not not high. I'm not gonna say impossible. But it's not very high, bro. It's because the film is gone. Yeah. So for a long time, nothing really happened. Then, so when you've been in the fandom for a long time, like I've been in this fandom for years and years and years. I made a lot of friends. Yeah. You get you get connections into these like underground circles and shit. And I, I call them underground circles to be spicy. It's just a bunch of fans that like Dragon Ball that are so a bunch just of hardcore geeks. fans. Hardcore. And you start hearing you start hearing like wait a minute. So somebody in Japan has the original broadcast audio. Yeah. Somebody has collected because what they did was they were recording off a television with either a VCR, VHS, or beta. They have recordings from the original broadcast of Dragon Ball and Z. There were kids in Japan that had them. What if we got our hands on this? We could actually take the Dragon Box files and add the broadcast audio to them. And then we've got a better Dragon Box. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Um, I would so, want it. Give it. So I'm not <laughs> going to get into all the details here, but I yeah. was hearing about the original broadcast audio for years. Um, and I'm going to name some names here. Uh, it's been a while. In the, it's been a while, so I can name names now. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Padula, the guy who wrote the Dragon Ball books, he had a copy of the... Of the um, of the original broadcast audios that he yep. gave to Sabbath. So Sabbath had copies of the original broadcast audio. Now, Derek Padula got it from a Japanese guy who I'm not going to name because he doesn't like being brought into this because yeah. what happened was, and this is a, I'm going to give you a very like, I'm not going to go into detail because it's, it's not that important. Yeah, but yeah. 
there was like an inner fandom war between different people who wanted the OBAs because there were kids in Japan from different cities, Nagoya, Osaka, like all these different towns who had different like they had they were turned the tape trade. Like yeah. we got to get all of this. But <laughs> yeah, what yeah. happened was one of the primary ones had the entire thing with his goal being, I want to eventually give it to Toei. So Toei, when they put out Blu-rays for Z at some point, they have the original broadcast audio. So they were going to give to Toei back what they threw away. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. So Sabbath gets his hands on them. And I remember talking to him. I'm like, are you going to give these to Funimation? He goes, if there's, a, if there's a Dragon Ball Z release in the future again, this is in 2015, by the way, yeah. or 2016. Like, yes, I will give it to him. I said, good, okay. That wound up not happening, but it wasn't his fault. Yeah, yeah. So, meanwhile, meanwhile, the original broadcast uh, audios leaked to the internet. Certain places. Let's just say that Toriyama's not my favorite Tori. Tori Rent is. To- you know, my friend Tori <laughs> Rent. That's my favorite Tori. And so, uh, so Tori Rent happened to get copies of this broadcast audio. Yeah. It's out. Finally, after so many years, the Dragon Ball Z episodes got the original broadcast audio with the Dragon Boxes. Yeah. Great. This is great. Best audio now, along with the best video that was available at the time. Yada, yada, bing, woo, woo, woo. Um, then Dragon Ball came out, original broadcast audio. So now we had Dragon Ball and Z on the internet, not an official release, yeah. on the internet, a fan edit. It's a fan edit is what it is. Yeah, fan yeah. project. Where it's the original broadcast audio and the Dragon Box footage. Now, along the way, some fan subgroups, specifically one known as the Seed of Might. Shout out to Seed of Might. Seed of Might's produced, amazing. Yeah, they produced a version that had the Falconer score... The original broadcast score, the optical score, the tsunami score—basically, what I want them to actually put out. Like yeah, what yeah, I mentioned yeah, a few minutes here. ago, I want to actually—they made their own files. Yeah. It's like a terabyte and a half for the whole series, so almost two terabytes for like everything. Okay, um, uh, it's big. Yeah, you, you better have a big hard drive for this. <laughs> um, every Dragon Ball Z episode. It's the best Dragon Box. What they did was they took the Japanese Dragon Boxes, the American Dragon Boxes, edited them together. I'm not going to go into They have a whole like PDF on how they did it. Yeah. Took, uh, they, they fixed um, some of the audio issues, and they put the original broadcast audio. So online, fans were able to get these versions. Yeah. Great. So now we have online Dragon Ball Z Dragon Boxes, with original broadcast audio, Falconer score, every kind of audio you can think of, dub, Japanese, fine, great, we're all happy. We're yeah. all happy. Meanwhile, meanwhile, my Japanese friend had a family member, I believe it was a family member, I think mm-hmm. I remember hearing it was, who worked for Toei. All right. Mm-hmm. Why don't we give, he was pissed that the audio leaked to the internet. Because he didn't want it to lead to the internet. He wanted Toei to have it so they yeah, could put out yeah. an official release. Mm-hmm. Goes to Toei. By the way, this just came out in 2020. This is new information. Yeah, yeah. He goes to Toei. I, I heard it in 2020. He goes to Toei. He's like, I have the original broadcast audios. You could, when, Whenever you re-release Dragon Ball Z, whether it be to a streaming platform or to uh, Blu-ray, like when yeah, you actually yeah. do the, the Toei remasters... Here's the original broadcast audio. 
We don't want it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I felt like you were going to say that. <laughs> Excuse me? No, we don't want it. No. I don't. That's not I the, the, that, don't understand. Yeah, like why? Well, I don't understand either because... We never will. They are very well aware that the original audio sounds a hundred times better than what they have. Yeah. But you see, there's this thing called ego. And I guess certain people don't want to admit... Oh, the fans did something that we messed up on. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. really it's very petty and I know many people are probably listening to this thinking no way they would do that. Yes, they No, would yeah, do that. they definitely would. They're petty. And we they got that. proof and we have proof they would do that. Yeah. When anime AJ tried to tell them about the Dragon Ball Super Superhero 4K having a green tint. No, it doesn't. Excuse me, here's the proof that the 4K of Superhero that came out 2 months ago has green tint. No, it doesn't. They had the same exact problem with Dragon Ball Super Broly on Blu-ray. And by the way, just to clarify, I don't think it was anime AJ. I think it was somebody AJ knew. But either way, AJ's the one that revealed it. Like, yeah, Toei did it. Yeah, yeah. So again, yeah. Toei will not take things. Because the, the, the Dragon Ball... Um, the Dragon Ball fans had emailed Toei support saying that, you know, my disc does not look right, thinking it was a, an error that for Superhero. Yeah. So that way they could they could re-release Superhero with, like, the, the, you know, send out, send out repair discs. But guess what? If everybody in Japan all of a sudden gets a free 4K copy of Superhero without the green tint, how, how much is that going to cost Toei? They're going to lose money on yeah, it. Yeah. That's another reason. Yeah. So, again, there's egos involved. There's money. So yeah, it's business. just really stupid. Yeah. So what happened was I started hearing, this was something I've talked about, around 2018 that Toei is preparing to make, to remaster Dragon Ball. Yeah. Like, actually do Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z and GT and Blu-ray. I was, like, excited. Okay, great. They're going to remaster it from scratch. Like, from scratch. From the from their original film. Yeah. Like, the original film. I'm like, great. All right, great, good. Great. So, what happened was, they put out, in 2019, they put out the Dragon Ball movies, which is all of the old DBZ movies and Dragon Ball movies uh, on Blu-ray, and it went to Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime Japan and Netflix Japan streaming services. So, there you had beautiful 35 millimeter remasters of the Japanese movies in widescreen with the original audio and it yeah. was good quality audio. So the movies came first. But then guess what happened? They put the movies on Blu-ray in Japan and for the first time in the history of Dragon Ball, Japan censors the movies more than the Americans do. The scene of Trunks flipping off Bio Broly has been changed to a fist. There's multiple scenes of censorship. There's less blood. So if you're Japanese and you buy the Blu-rays, you're going to get a censored version. So once again, Dragon Ball fans get screwed. Yeah. We're the biggest prostitutes ever because they just keep... That that train just keeps <laughs> running over. Like, why do over that? Running over. Wasn't it originally over. aired with them showing all that? Yeah, in theaters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the reason why is like I think it's because Dragon Ball nowadays it, they have like that they're trying to market it even more so towards like with Super. Like that's the reason why Super doesn't okay. have as much blood in, in nowadays. Like as yeah, but that's but that's hold on, hold on, hold on. No, that's TV standards. These are Blu-rays for the home video market. That's yeah, totally that's different. Yeah, that's oh yeah, that's you're right. For the yeah, home video that. market. Yeah, for the home video market, you don't have to edit anything. It's for TV. They have to edit Super down. So yeah. And and pl also one more thing I will say about that TV, TV argument, 
That's also somewhat BS because Dragon Ball Z airs on on television uncensored in Japan, still on reruns. Animax aired it, so it, it's but it's it's bro. a time slot thing. It's a yeah. time slot thing because when Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and GT aired in Japan originally in the eighties and nineties, it was at seven p.m. on Wednesday nights, prime time. Yeah, um, in Super and Kai because they aired. Saturday mornings, right before One Piece, different standard. It's yeah, no yeah, different yeah. than how in America you don't you you can say the S word and the F word on cable now after like nine p.m. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So, anyways, it's time slot thing. So, anyways, long story short, the Japanese said no to the original broadcast audio. The um, Funimation's. Oh wait, we haven't got. Oh wait. 30th anniversary. That's right. So, yes. okay. So, in 2019, so I talked to, I have a, I, okay, let me go back. 2018. I have a friend of mine who is still my friend. He now works for Viz. Um, he used to work for Funimation. Yeah. And he told me, yo, for in 2019, they're going to put out Dragon Ball Z on Blu-ray again. And I'm like, really? I go, is it a new remaster? He's like, yeah. I go, is it a remaster from Toei? He goes, yeah. So I make a video. Twenty, I, I make, I broke the story. Yeah. Toei preparing to remaster Dragon Ball Z, blah, blah, blah. Because I took what he told me. I, I, he works there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But just because you work there doesn't mean you really understand what's going on, which I'm going to get to in a minute. So then all of a sudden, I find out, yo, they're going to release a 30th anniversary Blu-ray set. It's going to be a limited edition set. You have to sign up for it. They're going to print out a certain number of copies. And it'll be, this time, uncropped, remastered. I go, good. Yeah. Finally, a Blu-ray I can buy. Yeah, I come back. So what, <laughs> so what happens is, 2019 rolls around, Dragon Ball 30th anniversary project. Now remember, they can't do Dragon Ball, because they the original Dragon Balls, they got rid of the film. Yeah. But they do they, Z. Here, here we go. So they release a trailer. The trailer shows... The trailer shows mm. footage of the old remaster from the ones that you guys have and this one. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is not... Why does that not look good? So people started to investigate a bit more. It got to the point where Funimation had to address it themselves. And what they did... And this to me is funny. Hmm. The fans, th- I, I will never forget this because I was on Twitter when all of this broke down. Because <laughs> this all happened, this happened publicly. This yeah. was a public, this is a public, like, I guess, controversy. Yeah, yeah. So the fans were starting to blow up Funimation. Why are you not, what is wrong with this? This doesn't look the way that we wanted it to look. Yeah. Because you promised us a new remaster. Well, the truth is, then Funimation replies back. And they actually told the fans, like, okay, technologically speaking, we've done a lot of internal discussions about this, and we feel this is the most appropriate method. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back for a moment. Let me remind you. Let me one more once again bring up something. Something else came out in 2015 about all this. So around 2012, they asked Funimation asked the fans on the website to vote if they wanted Dragon Ball Z in widescreen or full screen. Mm. Most of the fans actually voted for full screen, and they changed the fuck. They they changed the uh, 
the results of the voting. So no, yeah. folks, why? Those of you who think why? those of you who think the U.S. elections were rigged, that's what I heard. <laughs> they wanted to do it themselves. The U.S. election was rigged. No, Funimation rigged that election, bro. And so, so, so one of the guys that worked for Funimation, I think his name was Lance. He yeah. dropped like a smoking gun of this, bro, where he's like, yes, we had data that the fans wanted it full screen, but we felt it was a more economic word. Like he admitted, like he admitted that the ones that you have behind you, the, the season Blu-rays were done yeah. for, for cheap. Like he, they, he basically told us the truth that we already knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, we already knew yeah. all this. So long story short. Cheapest way for them to make it. In 2019, once again, fun, and Funimation for the first time actually showed the film that they got from Toei publicly. They put out screenshots of the Toei film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the fandom was like, bro, this whole time, we thought that the film copies that you had were bad? No. The film copies you have are great. You're the one that's screwing up with the remastering. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that did it because we're looking at like the film like this is actually pretty good. Like yeah. this, we we can work with this. Yeah, yeah. We can actually work with this to do a good. So, so the only difference between the 30th anniversary set and the season sets, and remember, the 30th anniversary sets were like 200 some dollars. I think more, like 300 dollars, maybe more than that. I forget. It was a yeah, lot of money, yeah. and. They were um, limited edition or whatever. The only difference between the two discs is that one is cropped and the other one's not. It's the same thing. Double DNR. You can literally get this set for like $100 now on Amazon. Like the whole whole thing. And it's just like they're literally selling the exact same thing. Like just at a different aspect ratio. And the thing is, it's like it's still partially cropped. It's still not even the full image. Like it's no, it's not partially it's, cropped. It's cropped. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not this. Oh, like, I'm no, you mean I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you meant yeah, yeah. Those are yeah, right. Those are yeah. But that you have to crop that. I know what you're talking about. But you have to do the square cropping. You have to. Everybody does. Yeah, but there was still like a d- decent amount that they didn't have to crop out when they actually you know put it out. I saw the whole video about it with on Anime Agent. Right. Right, right. No, you're right about that. But I'm saying, like, in general, like, there's always a little tiny bit of cropping to get rid of, like, the curved corners of the film. That's everybody yeah, does yeah. that. But I was just pointing that out. That, I'm getting granular. But anyway, so that happened. The 30th anniversary sets came out. They sucked. Game over. Yep. And I go, I go to my friend, and I'm like, dude, you told me that they were going to do a toy remaster. <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, the, the film's from Toei. No, I meant... Toei is going to remaster it, not you. And he's like, oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't know the difference. I didn't know there was a difference. No, there's a difference, bro. I thought yeah. that when he told me that it was going to be Japan doing it and it coming out in both America and Japan at the same time. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like it, it probably made time, sense even right at that point time. because as, as, as like Funimation and Toei are both hyping because it up. The movies have already been out. There's some, well, no, there's thing, they, something legendary is coming, and so like they're they're, they're like hyping it up, like you know, oh, the yeah. and stuff like that. So it really did seem like you know Toei Japan and such would be in on this as well, and it was just a U.S. release. Whenever, let me give you a little advice here. Whenever you see Toei Animation on Twitter tweeting. That's Toei USA, not Toei Japan. Mm-hmm. Toei Japan is toei.co.jp. So if Toei Animation is tweeting, I know, I don't know if he still works there, but I knew the guy who ran that Twitter. I met him face to face. His name's David, and he lives in California. He was at the Broly premiere. Like, the guy who ran that trailer, I know who he is. Yeah. Like, he's, he lives in California. <laughs> Toei on Twitter 
is in California. Toei.co.jp is the Japan. people, the real, yeah, the yeah, real yeah. big yeah. dogs. So Japan has not released the Dragon Ball Z episodes yet in high definition at all. But they we they did release on Animax and later in Germany the Bardock and Trunk specials and those are remastered and they look absolutely beautiful and the absolute best way to watch those are from the German Blu-rays because yeah. those look phenomenal and you can the watch American them. Blu-rays are not very good you can watch huh? them if you have a multi-region uh, uh, Blu-ray player you can also get acquainted with Tory Rent yes oh. but I'm not but I'm not sharing my friend. <laughs> He's my friend. <laughs> we've been close. We've been close for about fifteen years. Oh wow! He's yeah, done a lot that, for me. Yeah, He's done yeah. a lot for me. Yeah. So that, anyways, so, so where does that take us now? So we're well, there's still... one more. Well, there's one more thing. It's just a quick sidebar about what you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget, Star Blast. That after the 30th anniversary came out, they said, "Okay, this is a limited edition release. We're never releasing it again." Right. Within uh. four months, within four months, <laughs> Best Buy, Best Buy has a listing for Dragon Ball Z Steelbooks. I'm like, yeah, uh. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Another release after uh, like six months after you just told us that there wasn't going to be any more. So they're still doing it. Yeah, and <laughs> and when it when they came out. My girlfriend at the time bought them. Yeah. I actually, we may have been broken up by then. Well, I had friends that bought them. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, yeah. Steelbook. Yes. And they, and they based, and I'm like, okay, so what is the steelbook? He goes, oh, it's the same thing as the two, 30th anniversary set. <laughs> oh, so all those people that were, that were the exclusive 300 people or 600 people that they had these or 6,000 people or whatever. You, you, wow, you, you got a nice box, which by the way. Yeah. I went to a friend of mine's house across town because uh, I, I went to go uh, visit him. I went to go buy his Dyson shoes. That's how I got the Dyson shoes. Yeah. And he had he had just gotten in the mail the 30th anniversary <laughs> set. The thing was like ripped. The cardboard is like cheap. It's not a very good oh, set. It man. looks pretty. The pictures look pretty, but when you actually look at it, it's just like cheap cardboard. So once yeah, again, yeah. once again, we kept getting run over and run over. So where do we stand now? Where do we stand now? Well, where do you want to go? How? France? You want to go to France? Yeah. Okay. So France ends up what they so what they end up doing is they uh, some someone over there actually begins to do like you know Dragon Ball like like uh, working on it properly using a little bit of AI. Am I talking skills. too much? No, no, no. You're fine. No, you're, you're yeah, fine. you're good. Yeah, yeah. You actually, you actually, you have more information on this that that, that <laughs> like, like we don't know. I mean, your connection. Oh yeah, like yeah. How, well, how I lived it. To... I lived it, bro. I yeah. was around for all of this. Like, I went to, I went to freaking um, uh, Sam Goody and uh, <laughs> Sam Goody. Uh, uh, Virgin Music. Just yep, stores don't yep. exist anymore. And uh, uh, what was the other one I mentioned earlier? Uh, Suncoast. Um, at the mall. Suncoast video. <laughs> I saw when these things first came out back in nineteen ninety like seven, and now yeah. we're here. Yeah, I started okay. from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah, at the bottom you, still. you were into. Dragon Ball before me, because I remember I didn't watch it, I think, to like the mid or early 2000s. 2000, yeah, probably. So, the yeah. Android saga, yeah. yeah. No, I was into it because, uh, I'm not gonna, that's a whole other video. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. I was into it since like 94. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay. so France. So, let's put, saying, actually, hold on. Before we get into France, let's just put everything into perspective here. So, you, wa- you, you want to watch Dragon Ball Z in the best way possible. 
even drag like and so you have to like basically pick between all these different sets. You have the Blu-ray, you have um, you have the Dragon Boxes, which still right now. Which Blu-ray? There's three different Blu-rays. The Blu-ray four I'm pointing at. Kai. Okay, yeah, sorry, you're right. People There's on Spotify four won't if see you this. count Kai. The, yeah. Okay, so we got the, the, the Kai. We got. I have there's like there's all the ones that we listed. It's like it's just like it's too many to count and none. Kai of them is are different bad. though. Kai, well, Kai is a special one too case. many. Well, Kai is specifically or made to like you five know, look too like many. That. Yes. Well, I, I'll somewhat slightly disagree. I think that the 30th anniversary, that the last test that Funimation put out, that's the best official release that you could possibly get that's a fair price, because, uh, even yeah, though I don't yeah. know it was that fair, because Dragon Boxes are, like, way overpriced now. Yeah. So if you're going to buy Dragon Ball Z on Blu-ray and you want to get, like, the best thing you can get right now legally in America, and or at least, you know, in Australia too – it would have to be the the um the thirtieth anniversary not cropped ones, the four by threes. Or Those if you're are... trying to watch it, you know, with the English dub and such, you basically like be go on a scavenger hunt and find all of like the original DVDs that only had three episodes on them, which is no, 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 the, the no the dub the dub is on the th- anniversary sets. The but dub is on there. So is the, so is the Falconer score. Yeah, but like I'm no no like I'm saying because the uh, because because isn't the isn't all of that stuff like on the with with a, with a, with the DVDs with the three episodes on it, they're not cropped out at all. Like they're in the original four by three aspect ratio. Right. Unlike the unlike you know, uh, the the most of the. Most oh of the yeah, but right? we're talking about we're talking about Blu-ray. I thought you were, I didn't know you were going back to DVD. Well, no, I was just yeah, I was just specifically talking about you know aspect ratio and and language and 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 whatnot. Like that's wait like, a minute, <laughs> I just remembered something. We missed up? one very important thing. Oh man! Rock okay. the Dragon set, the Rock ah. the Dragon set. <laughs> right when all of this was coming out, as if you couldn't get the fight with Raditz anymore, boy. <laughs> if people like that fight, let me tell you, they put out the Dragon Ball Z Rock the Dragon set. This is a DVD set, limited release in 2007 or eight, and it man. was the original Ocean dub, all of it together, plus the original three movies and the broadcasts of the movies. Yep. And that's it. It was a like a long box, a long orange box called Rock the Dragon. Yeah. And that was basically meant for people who were Generation 1 DBZ fans who saw it on Toonami first. Oh, hey, you got the orange bricks, but you don't you want the orange the ocean dub now? Well, here, we'll give it all to you in one big box. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make that point because I did. So basically, that. so basically, just to put things in perspective, we still yet to see Dragon Ball in the way, the actual way that it is meant to be seen, and the way that it was meant to be heard from the especially with, with the original Japanese broadcast audio not being out, you know, legally. But now we have, we have the, the absolute alphas working at France, working to give us the best home video release currently right now they are only working on dragon ball but we're just we're it's ongoing it's an ongoing yeah. thing so tell us a little bit about the current like the french releases uh right now as as i as here okay but before we before we actually actually say you why this is the best if you, this is this is the objectively this the best, video the, is the sponsored by that, ray shadow legends no no, no I'm kidding Go well ahead. no i'm actually guys uh Geekdom is doing these streams on his Twitch where he is showing, like, you know, Dragon Ball, the original Dragon Ball, in, in the best possible way that you can see it right now uh, from the French with Blu-rays, and they are they are absolutely amazing. If you guys want to currently see it right, 
uh, you know, before I think that they're official that they officially come out. Or just an easy way so you can see. Just just go watch his Twitch. Um, right. It's uh, it's twitch.tv slash big D geekdom 101. And no, that's not about my <laughs> genitals. Like I mentioned earlier, I have a small pee pee. That's a nickname I got in seventh grade. So please do not think they, that it's actually about my genitalia. And no, it's because they because because his name is Danny and Danny was. Uh, <laughs> well, OK. Yeah. And, and, and I was big and I was yes. big in seventh grade. I was overweight. Exactly. Okay. Definitely more than I am now. So, no, okay, long story short, without going into the whole story, uh, France has always had a history of getting stuff that we never got. Like, even though France is a much smaller country than the U.S. and even Mexico, they got Dragon Ball Z games that we never got from Japan. They got the movies. They got stuff, like, way ahead of us, dude. Like, they've always gotten – they've been very spoiled when it comes to their Dragon Ball. Yeah. And somebody in this French company, I think it's AB Studios. I believe that's the name of the company, or maybe it's something like that, or maybe just AB – um, they took, they did not take, they did not get film masters like Funimation did from Toei. They took the Dragon Box footage that they had gotten and they literally, and I wish I was making this up, but I'm not. They, and this is what I'm about to tell you, an official company met and worked with Mr. Tory Rent. How rare is that? Because they found online from Mr. Tory Rent the original broadcast audio, the same ones that I had gotten, and they slapped them on their freaking versions, their Dragon Boxes. (laughs) Then they color corrected it, and then they upscaled it to 1080p. The only way that Dragon Ball, and and, and let me reiterate what I'm saying. It's a 1080p upscale of a Dragon Box source, AI 1080p, yeah. I believe. It's color corrected, and it has the original broadcast audio. The only problem with it is that the Blu-ray discs don't have English subtitles. They have French subtitles. Yeah. So if you parlez-vous fried eggs, maybe <laughs> you'd like it, but... The issue is if you don't, I mean, it's got Japanese and French dub on it too. Yeah, but as long as Japanese the, is on. But is there English? No English dub? Is that? No English well, sub, no English no dub. English no English sub either, so yeah. No okay. English sub, only French. But yeah. there's a caveat there. There is an asterisk there. So remember, Tory Rent is like the Lord. He giveth and he taketh. <laughs> so obviously, the fans look at these French releases and they say, you know what? Let's use them. Download, put the English dub on, put the English subs on, and we have a complete release. So it is on. Boom. It's it's still. It's actually not complete yet. Yeah. There's still some episodes. It's not finished totally yet. Only half the series is done, but now it's it's around. But the bottom line I'm trying to make is, um, yes, the French actually did it right for their audience. They they couldn't get the original film from Toei. I would assume they tried. So instead, what they did was they took Dragon Ball, the original Dragon Ball. They haven't even done Z yet. Z, I believe, is either 2024 or 2025. But they did Dragon Ball. They did half of it, 1 through 68. Color corrected and upscaled, and it looks amazing. It's cleaned up. There's no scratches on it. It literally looks better than it did in 1986 when it first aired. And that's the versions we all want. 
That's the ones all. That's the ones. Dragon Ball fans. The only way to get them. And the only way to get them. Dragon Ball fans have tons of money they want to spend on this. Yeah. But well, you got to go make friends with Tori. There is yeah. a whole video about how this or whole thing works by, an, by Anime AJ, and it is it is just objectively, like, you know, the best. Now, there is a couple of, like, issues with the actual version, like, a lot small of... Small issues. Small Man. issues. Like, well, the next episode previews, they, they didn't have time to actually go and, you know, do the same work that they did throughout the full episodes, and then... There's some cases where when there's some specific, of them, some of some them. of them, yeah, just yeah. a few of them. Yeah, and, but the the yeah, biggest one uh, to me is the fact that when they're drawing like you know darker looking creatures like 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 wolves or like these monsters and such, with they they you see you don't see as much of the detail on 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 these monsters or the line art when they're yeah. they're just drawn you know in black. But other than that. It's like it's it's still like when you look when you compare it's the it side best by side, they, it's just we can like get. You're that's not what I'm saying. It's worse out of it. It's yeah, yeah the only the best version. The only, that's what I'm saying. The only way that these versions will ever be topped is if Toei dusts off those original film reels, the ones from the '80s and yeah. '90s, and they once again rescan them in and they go frame by frame with now digital. 4K technology or even 2K, 2K is fine. 2K is okay. Yeah. Uh, people, most people, most people can't even tell the difference between 2K and 4K. Like it's yeah. kind of funny. Um, that's why whenever you hear Netflix saying, "Oh, it's in 4K," there is there's gonna be a controversy. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, folks. The Earth is not flat. There is no such streaming service that actually streams in 4K. I'm just letting you know that. That's you're being lied to. You're getting 2K max. No internet connection yet as of this recording. In like a year that may change. Yeah. You can't Disney Plus is not really streaming in 4K, bro. It's 2K. I have the 4K Disney movies and they look better on my set than they do on the Disney Plus. Yeah, but the yeah. bottom line is whatever. They would have to scan the film again. They would have to start over from episode 1, uh upscale it all to 1080 or 4K get the original broadcast audios from the fans that they denied before which they're never going to do yep and then do it all over again clean them up and color correct them Pony Canyon did not color correct them yeah they didn't do it back in 2003 so the likelihood of this happening is honestly probably slim to none unfortunately as Dragon Ball fans it's like with the Viz manga which is also censored and, and badly translated at, at, at parts, at parts. Yeah. We're just never going to get a good release, and the only way for us to get a good release is for the fans to do it their damn selves, which is why much. groups sad. like Kineko, that's why groups like Kineko and Seed of Might, and there's others, too, that have existed prior to, um, but these are the two bigger groups now, yeah. and that focus on Dragon Ball, that's why fan groups have to do all the work for them. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. And by the way, for the record... I've made jokes here and there about Tori Rent. If Toei announced tomorrow they were putting out Dragon Ball in 4K the way I just said I wanted it, they'd already have my money. Yeah. I want to actually mm-hmm. own it. I want to own the yeah. real thing. I want to have the box art. I want to have it. But they're not going to do it. Yeah, until it, they do it, what are we going to do? Watch crap or watch what at least we can get? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. That which, is, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll I ever and we, and, and we see it. And we soon I have been French... streaming these on Twitch. I yeah. have been streaming these on Twitch. Yeah. Sooner or later, saying? like it's not yet confirmed, but we do uh, expect the like the the French to actually go and do the same work to Dragon Ball Z that they're currently working on with Dragon Ball. That's right. going to end up happening sooner or later. But the other half of Dragon Ball will, uh, you know, be released sometime later this year. That's supposed to be this year, year, I think. Yeah, this year. Yeah, this I year. think this year. Yeah, and then um, hopefully GT. 
Uh, GT, there's actually another fan a group that's been working on doing a GT upscale, and they did do one, but every file came out to like, every file was like five gigs for just GT, so they're kind of tweaking that a little bit, because the thing about doing fan upscales with AI yeah. is that it's AI, so you have to like try something, and if it looks bad, you gotta tweak it, try again, play with the settings. You could be messing with this for weeks trying to figure out the right settings to make it look the best, but yeah. nevertheless, the fans are... You've heard about AI. Well, there you go. That yeah, that and that you know pretty much is that. It's just like this, these are the multi-million-dollar companies. Some of these Toei still has the original, like the the original footage. They could easily come around and make and, and, and make a release. You know, when you think about it, it's like how many how many actual releases? Because we have a bunch here in the U.S. There's a d- different you know vari- variations that we get from Funimation. You know, yeah. they do crappy jobs or whatever when you actually look we at the bottom here you know the, the the japanese i think they have even less when you when you when you really think about it because they only way do, less what are you talking about they have yeah they have all they have is uh the dragon boxes the singles that came out of that and um for the z series and dragon ball that's all they have there's Jeez. no yeah they gotta no get VHS it from us even like they gotta is, get it from us yeah. japan is their main and kai. <laughs> and, kai. and kai but japan is literally their main audience that they that they that they make the show for like the place where it's just like aired and it's just like it's so sad that the official company the official yeah. company who produces this show and you can't even and you know you can put less blame on funimation they're just not good they're just you know not good whatever but the I official company that makes blame. it it's just like why haven't they actually gone and themselves and made it their and made their show like you know the best that it can be to to you know match with the current times it's just it doesn't well make not sense. just that but why didn't they even take the obas the fans the fans did the work for them we got yes. the original broadcast audio lined up for every episode start to finish and they rejected it so that is what? literally the, them giving them, like, i don't they i don't even think that was the guy even charging to give them the, like the like all the broadcast audio i don't think so he would have it would yeah, they, they yeah, like, have it. It. bro that's Just, that's illegal it's their audio it's their audio <laughs> heesh, heesh. that's like if wow. i recorded you right now on video and then say hey i recorded you Give me five bucks and I'll give you the recording. <laughs> exactly. You can't do that. You own exactly. yourself, no, bro. No, I don't own case you. in point. No, case in point. There is no yeah, reason free. for them. To, there is no reason for them to be denying it. That just it, it goes with exactly what I'm. Dude, like, what they were is. going to give. They were going to give Toei access to a Google Drive file that had the uncompressed audio, and they said no. I d- like, that, take that, it. That doesn't make it. sense. It's like why? Just take it. No, but gets no. But I forgot to tell you one. We forgot one more thing. One quick thing. Oh, man. Remember how I told you that Sabbath told me in 2016 he was going to give the original broadcast the 30th anniversary set? Yep. They they denied Didn't it happen. there too. It did either either I don't know. Either they denied it or he completely forgot. But the 30th anniversary that Funimation did that Sabbath was supposed to give them the Z audio for or whatever wasn't on the Blu-rays. Or what happened was they probably thought okay Nobody cares about the Japanese version. Everybody cares about the dub. Or they thought nobody cares as much about it, so let's just do whatever. Because they didn't care about the video quality either. Let's just not bother to take more audio and match it up. Because it does take time to take the audio and match it up. So either way, we didn't get it. The only way to get the original broadcast audio now is through the French Blu-rays or getting it on the internet. That's it. That is just sad. Well, anyways, the Yeah, it is. So, like, what do you do on Spotify? Make sure you rate us on Spotify and, you know, check out, 
you know, Geekdom 101's channel. Uh, link will be in the description down below. Make sure you also take out, check out his Twitch in order to see Dragon Ball in the best way possible, uh, for sure. Thank you. Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys in the comments section. Till then. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our episode. If you're on YouTube and watch the video, then thank you for watching as well. We are your hosts, Starblast Studios, and me, Daredevil19. And if you enjoyed our episode on Spotify, be sure to give us a follow and a rating. And we do thank you. And if you did watch this on YouTube, be sure to give a like if you liked it, and a subscribity scribe if you enjoyed it. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Plastic Power Podcast.